Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Hi there. Um, it's so nice to be up here without... Oh. <laughs> it's so nice to be up here without having a problem, which is usually what I have. Aha, well done. Isn't that nice? Something else has gone. Yeah, something else. Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff has gone. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So... Um, I have two things. One question is, where's my next bit of work? That's sort of one question. And the other is, um, to understand my relationship with my husband, which I'm finding very strange, unusual. Okay. Which one do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about the first one first. Okay. It doesn't matter. It can be either one. Okay, let's talk about your husband first, then, if it can be either one. Yeah, Okay. okay. So, uh, we've been together 39 years, long time. Well done. <laughs> sure, every relationship is volatile. Well, of course, right. Yeah. And uh, I married him six years ago. I moved in with him the day I met him 39 years ago. I married him almost six years ago. So, um, um, it, it seems like when we travel, we have a real connection. But when we don't travel, it's like we live in the same house, but there's a disconnect in some way. Um, He's much more of an introvert, likes staying home and into his head. I love going out, and he doesn't enjoy the things I enjoy, and I don't really enjoy the things he enjoys. Um, Except when you travel. Yes, yes, that's very strange. Um, and there's, you know, he's always talking about how much he loves me, but there's also a real disconnect. Mm. And then, um, and there's, there's times he's just so wonderful, and then there's like denial of reactivity, and I don't get that, I, and I, it's hard for me to connect with him when he's in that place, I can't really reach him. Um, so it almost feels like there's no emotion toward him, so I'm aware of that. And there's a sadness if I say that. Um, but I can live with it as well, mm. but I don't get it. Mm. I don't get how we're connected, where we're connected, where we're not connected, what I can do. Mm. Do you need it to be other than what it is? I don't need it to be other than what it is. That's a good, that's a good start. Right, I don't need it. But if there's anything, yeah, because I don't know how to change it. I, I, I've tried it. I don't know how to do it. Is your love for him just a habit? Love, you probably. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. There's that. That's funny when you say that, because my father taught me that love is habit. Oh, my goodness. How do you use that word? Isn't it? Yes. Um, habit, but also when he's in his good face, he's a wonderful person. Really good-hearted. So there's times I just feel such love for her, other times there's nothing. And I don't know how to connect with him when there's nothing. So you need him a bit to be a certain way for you to love him? I don't know what love is, I guess that's, um, I, I don't really, because I'm not looking at love as an emotion. Uh-huh. Um, and then what's the difference with loving him versus loving anybody or anything? It's almost the same. Hmm. Have you been in love? Like in lust? <laughs> <laughs> no, in love. Oh, yes. I, yeah, I've been, 
I've been in love with him when I met him. I was, I was terribly in love with him. Okay, terribly. Yeah. <laughs> terribly. Muchly. Okay. <laughs> Nicely. Okay. <clears throat> So you've been in love. You're not sure if you know what love is. Do you believe your, your dad, was he right, saying love is habit? No. Okay. So you know what it's not? Yeah. What is it? Well, I can tell you some things. I mean, a friend sent me a picture of her little baby, and yesterday my heart just opened. So there's that. That's an emotional thing. So... I, I, but I think that's part of it too. When there's this, this just feeling of love. I mean, just. But there's also I, I do want to look after him too. I want to make sure he's okay too. There is that. So there's love there. Yes, there's love there. There's love there. But I guess this has to do with more where we just where I don't know how to reach him. Yes. And that that. It's hard for me to. Feel love in that space. Yes, yeah. that's so I guess it's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's conditional. It's conditional. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's fine. Do you need to love him when he's in that space? No. All right. Do you need anything to change about the relationship? No. How come it came up? Because I'm aware it could be better. Mm. I'm aware it could be a lot richer. I'm aware that I, I will judge them in that space. There's judgment going on. There's annoyance. I get annoyed. It's like there's a reactivity when it's in denial. So there's reactivity that shows up. I guess there's that. So either... Um, being able to drop that reactivity, and maybe that's all I need to do, because I don't get why he's with me. If there's such, you know, I, I don't, I don't get it. And maybe that's okay. Maybe I just have to watch the reactivity and then just see if I can drop it. You've unraveled it yourself, <laughs> isn't it lovely? I just, I just sit here and then she does it all. <laughs> no, but is there anything else? Is there anything I'm missing? All right. Um. Long-term marriages are tough. There's no doubt about it. Okay, the longest I stuck, the first one, the first one was 13 years. And I stuck it. You know, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was taken from me, you know. It was just like, you've got to get out of that. Just out, you know. Right. But sure, I mean, we were together nine years before that. So, all right, I've got 20 years of experience around it. Of course, the love changes a gazillion times. Mm-hmm. And the feeling of being in love is not sustainable. There's too many chemicals on it. It's just not sustainable, you know. But you can fall in and out of love with the same person in different phases of their life. That's beautiful when that happens and some relationships don't get that joy of mm. falling in love again in a different way, you know? Yes. That can be cultivated, that falling in love again. Yes. Yeah. It's a different kind of love, you know, because it's not the original one because you know they're right. yeah. nasty bits, you know? Yes. But that can be cultivated. Yes. But it means you both want to cultivate it. Okay. You both right. have to want to do it. Okay. Um, are you able to talk about the relationship? Well, when he's in a good space, yes. But when he's in denial, it's very hard to reach him. That's the point. Because I'm, I'm reachable. Like, I like to talk openly. I, yes. 
Yes. Um, so in that open space, yes, but then we may say we'll do stuff and I can see that he doesn't follow through with what he's going to do. Okay. 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 Because there's all kinds of, you know, intimacy workshops. There's all kinds of stuff you can do to yeah. really that are quite mature, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, in how they look at things. Okay. So, so when he shuts down, that's when it brings up soft stuff for you and you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Can you love him anyway? That's my work. That's your work. That's my work to love him anyway. Yes. In that space. Yes, in that space. Okay. So see what the triggers are. Is it because it's kind of a rejection of you? Is it because you're shut out? Why do you react? Why are you frustrated? I have this belief structure about um, that it's important not to be in denial. I have this belief about um, it's about saying the truth. So when he's in denial, not saying the truth, there's a reactivity because of that belief structure I have. But maybe he can't. Maybe he can't, yeah. I guess, I guess he can't. I guess he can't either. Yeah, I don't understand. I can't. So when you've got a blind spot and you don't know it's a blind spot, then there's no blind spot for yeah. you. Yes. But yes. everybody else can see it. Yes. But you can't see it because it's not Obvious. mature yet. It's not showing itself. You don't have any distance from it yet. Okay. You can't do anything about that. Okay. Except wait. Okay. He's either going to see it or he's not. So there can be a, ah, great if he does, and if it doesn't, this is who I got. Okay. So you can either live in the future in that waiting zone, or you can say, all right, there'd be a wonderful hope for him to make that shift, but if it doesn't happen, this is what I got. This is what I got. And, and see how that is enough. Not make it work, right, but no. see how it yeah. is enough. Because for you, he's in denial. But for him, he might be being completely authentic. Yes, I see. Yeah. And we have to leave space for that. Okay. So if, if your reaction is coming because you have a belief that he's in denial, mm. then change your perception. Yes. Yeah. I change get your it. perception. Again. Okay. The world appears because of our own perception. How it shows up is because of our own perception. And that's why there's a little grain of wisdom in things like the secret and stuff. It's like they're onto something, but then, of course, you know, let's, 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 let's be used to feed the ego. And it's like, oh, dear. And off it went back into movie land again, you know, into creating desire, enriching desire. But the little grains of truth in all of those uh, new fads, claiming that they're ancient wisdom, it's like, gosh... <laughs> I'm good at marketing, I guess. You know, the little bit of truth is, is like, really, there, there is something about our perception that, you know, how we label, how we see things really is because of the lens of perception of where we're coming from. Now, instead of combining that with desire in order to manifest what your desires are and going that route back into the ego with it, it's like, how can my, let's go the opposite way, how can my perception be broader, more inclusive, have less of a judgment, less of an assumption, no labeling? Can there be pure perceiving? No labeling at all about what's going on for this person or the right thing or the wrong thing or my assumptions or what I want them to happen. No labeling, just perceiving. 
Now, where would be the problem with him if there's just perceiving? No problem. No problem. Right. Who he is in that moment is a perfect manifestation of pure consciousness. Full stop. Okay. That actually is the truth of it. But our perception will see it otherwise. Okay. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Plus, the first part that you're talking about that you can cultivate it. I like that too. Yes. Yeah, that's lovely too. Yes, that's lovely too. And, and, and they, they, can, work. they work together. Yeah, yeah. Beautifully, yeah. they work together. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So your piece of work has come out of your relationship. Right, there's, you know? there's that, yeah. 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 And then to add to your work, find out wherever there is a hook. You found one, there's a hook yeah. in your relationship. Wherever there are hooks to get you back into drama, back into story, back into desire. Wanting something to be different than how it is. Okay. What makes that story run and dissolve it? Okay. Um, and anything else? Because there's been shifts. Um, like, I used to have very low self-esteem. And now I'm just feeling present like it's not like there's confidence I wouldn't say that it's just yes you know and I teach mindfulness yes uh, and I'm really comfortable now teaching it in a broader broader group like uh-huh. something shifted like a deeper understanding of it has shifted uh-huh. um, that's happened I was able to stay with anxiety for six hours last year was before it was really hard. Like this was some major things. Yes. Um, yes. But where am I not? Like yes. When is there no clarity there? Well, obviously the ones we're talking about, where there's the hookup, there's no clarity. Uh-huh. No, there's clarity even then. Uh-huh. I can see it. I can see it all. Okay. I think I can see it all. Okay. If you can see it all, yeah. then if you can truly see it, then it won't keep repeating. Okay, so obviously there's something I'm not seeing yes. because it keeps repeating. Yes. But I don't know what it is I'm not seeing. Ah, just like your husband doesn't... Yeah, I needed a perspective yes. that you gave me. Yeah, yes. Um, you know, when you talk about the different levels of going back. Yeah. So I don't know in terms of that if there's any work for me to do mm. there or just allow that to open as it opens. Mm. I, I'd go after it. <laughs> I would, I would, so I would pursue I it. What can I do to go after it? The meditation, the long meditation. I just bought it. Yeah, listen to the long meditation every day. Okay. Yeah, listen to the long meditation. Because at the beginning, it's like, it's like a load of information about the different steps along the way, you know? Okay. So you kind of got to listen to it with your brain to kind of get an understanding and then and then drift into it you know so okay. you got it's a piece you have to work with and then it's like okay i don't need to engage my brain to hear understand what she's talking about i get it i know the concepts all right now let's let's fall okay. into it now let's let's let it happen okay so just okay. just do that and, i would yeah. do that i would do that and go way 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 deeper yeah okay. yeah it goes outside of all of it you know let's see how far it can take you but it okay. can go outside of all of it okay yeah okay. so i'm interested in like it, it Okay, it's something that's kind of come up a few things, a, a, f- a few different ways. F- what is it that is the root cause of when you see something, yet it repeats? F- what is the thing that makes that 
possible. Like I know, one, one thing you said, I, I know I have a belief system yeah. um, around not denying anything. Okay, you said something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like, well, why would you apply that then to anybody? If you know it's a belief system and the belief system isn't serving you. So what is it that has you yeah. seeing something but actually it doesn't fall down? Right. It seems to me that some belief systems, some beliefs that I have, are really strong. So I'll give you an example. I was having strong anxiety. Like, a lot of, a lot of my life I've had depression, anxiety, and then they start to come together. And, um, and one of the things I realized with the anxiety, or let me just tell you when it fell away. Um, once I stayed with it six hours, it fell away. I came... And then I was on a trip, I was fine, came back from the trip, depression, anxiety showed up again. I walked into a place to do volunteer work. Um, then I was just starting, anxiety dropped. And I went, oh, it's like being part of the community. It's really interesting. Left, came back again not long ago, and as soon as I got that I could do more service, and how, through the meditation, it dropped. It, so I... So what I sense is there's a belief structure that I'm supposed to be doing more service, and as soon as I got how to do it in a meaningful way, that dropped. So there's some belief that's running the show that I wasn't aware of. And I'm not sure if that belief that I'm supposed to be doing more for others um, is a true belief that that anxiety was really showing me something, or that's just an issue or a combination. So there's something about beliefs that feel true. They feel true. Yeah, they feel, certain beliefs feel true. I don't care how it feels about it, it's true. Even though I know no belief is true, I know that at some level, this is an exception. This one is true for me. So I don't, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. Is that something that will wear out? The, um, okay, so there's a belief, and, and, and it's true for you. It's running at that time, and it's true for you. And you know it's a belief, so then, you're happy to obey it? You're, what, what happens then? Well, as soon as I obey it, as soon as I get what I need to do and obey it, it drops. Um, because it's done its work and it's waiting for the next well, time for it to like come the up? Anxiety, the anxiety about service and finding, finding a way, and as soon as I do that, it drops. But I wonder if there are not two things going on there. Because the anxiety can be a way of just consciousness maneuvering you into what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And then there's a belief about service, and we've put that on top. I think the anxiety might just be what's teaching you right now, what's moving you along. Okay. Un until you're at that place of really being able to listen to the inner urge, really, really feeling what the movement is, which is prior to any conceptual experience. Okay? okay? So it will shift from the anxiety guiding you in one way to like, it, it, will, it will just come up. It's like, oh, oh, this, this is what I'm going to do. And, and your mind is going, oh, I'm a bit surprised. But, but you know that the movement has already come from someplace else. Well, when I got this thing about the service, yes. it, um, 
it seemed, I don't know, it was the teaching of meditation, it just seemed like all of a sudden that arose. I didn't even know I was going to be ready for it or anything. Ah. It just arose, okay. and then it went away. Okay. So it felt like it was coming from a real place. Yes, mm, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not explaining what I'm trying to say well. Okay. I can't get you to see it. Another way to communicate this. Are you saying I already have that in mind, so it's not clear? Which? I already have in mind the service, so it's not clear, as opposed to just waiting for something to open that doesn't have any preconception at all. I think you're adding together some ideas in order to interpret it. Okay. Um, service is a fantastic way to grow. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I'm wondering if you're pulling things together to make more than, than what's actually happening. If, if, if service makes the anxiety go, all right, so service is kind of the next phase. And when you're in your next phase, where your vibration was in the old phase can't handle that new phase. So that can be a reason as well why the anxiety goes. So we said, yeah, it could go because... Yeah. So, so when we make a gear shift... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's say the gear shift is you doing more service. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So your old vibration, which was able to kind of do the anxiety groove, it doesn't have any... It can't resonate at the same place because your next phase kicks in when you're in service. Right. Right? Right. It could be as simple as that. It's like, oh, you know, like the next phase of my life... There, there is no anxiety there because right. it's, it's uh, because I'm moving on because there's an yeah. evolution involved. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. It can be as simple as that. Okay. That's why the anxiety is going. But you're attaching beliefs, beliefs to it. There can be a belief. There can be a belief that service is very important. And that belief can be true for you. But if it directs, if you're a slave to it, mm-hmm. now we're in trouble. So right. the belief can be there. Right. It can be recognized as part of the personality. Right. But if you're obeying it blindly, right. now, now that's a hook. Now that's something to work on. Yes. Right. You see? Yeah. So think, there's, there's other layers to things. Pull yes. them apart a little bit. Okay. So you, do your beliefs, do your beliefs have, are you in service to your beliefs? Well, both. Because, uh, because beliefs can take over in there and I'm in service to them. Yes. Yeah, I know, because I can get depressed if I don't, yeah. So I'm obviously... Yes. Yes. So, so that's interesting. How do I deal with it when they take over? Because it's really hard um, when there's depression and anxiety if I don't follow that. So I guess, what do I do in that space? Because if I'm not following the service... I just stay with that until something else arises. Can you follow the service because it's an effective remedy rather than tying it to the belief? What I'm trying to do is separate the beliefs. I understand, but what I'm looking at is when I'm not doing the service, can I be okay? Yes, can you? Not always. Sometimes yes, sometimes not. So when I'm not okay, how to deal with that space? Then stay with it. Do what you did last year for six hours. Okay, so just stay with it and, and allow whatever wants to arise. Yes. To arise. 
and don't react to it don't respond to it and just see it just see and see what wants to come through absolutely okay and recognize that it's passing it's just passing it's just an experience that's passing you know if you fight it or anything else you're you know if there's any engagement with it of course there's going to be more there's going to be more ego around it more you know the desire for it to go is is active you know so what is it though like i always wondered what it is that anxiety depression stuff oh it could be genetic it could be chemical it could be habit it could be from a low self-esteem part that's that's, that's still trying already. to work, so work itself staying, out. So what happens with staying with it? What's the purpose of? Uh, because you're not you're not um, okay. Because because with the understanding that this actually passes through, it really has no impact on me. It's unpleasant, but actually it doesn't touch me. If if it loses all potency. Mm-hmm then it's not a bother. It's not a bother. It's not a bother, and then, and then I could be doing stuff while it's happening. Of course. Yeah, but there's something in that space where I'm going... Like, there's nothing coming through as to what to do in that space. Mm. It, it, the, the depression anxiety makes you stagnant? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, depending on what level it's at, it can make me stagnant. And okay. I don't get the stagnant. I don't... Okay. I mean, I can go out extra, I can do stuff, but it's, it's still stagnant. Okay. 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 Yeah, I mean, sometimes you've got to go in and heal something, and sometimes you just shift your perception. Okay. And I'm, I'm trying to just shift your perception... But 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 we're still talking about it, and it's like, okay, do you need to go in and heal it? So you just want to? Okay, okay. I, I guess I'm just trying to understand. Uh, okay, I'm trying to understand. Like last year, I stayed with it, right? Yeah. That's, but I guess if staying with it, I can stay with it. I guess I'm just asking if there's more that I can do or better things. You can do. heal it. I can heal you it. You can heal it. Okay. I mean I can change my perception on it too. You can unless, yeah. Unless it gets so big sometimes it's hard. But yeah with awareness even another spot of awareness helps uh-huh. to change the perception. Well that is yeah. what, what yeah. the perception yeah, I know. yeah I know. that's the shift. And healing it is yeah, is working out the self-confidence issue. Is having total love and compassion for the character and for the personality and building her self-esteem. Okay. Okay. So, so it's always either one or the other. Do we have to go in and heal it? But I suppose um, I, I'm more so like, let's see. Let's see if a shift of perception dissolves it, dissolves its potency. And then if it's like the frigging thing keeps coming up, it's like, okay, well, then there's something else underneath it that is just needs to be broken up needs to be exposed okay so you you you, you've got some kind of reluctance around sitting with it because you've done it before and it's like i could do it but 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 and it's like all right but you know the other option is you're not overjoyed about that well part of me is thinking it's a waste of time ah it's a waste that's not a good enough reason okay you know, like it's better to go and do service than it is just sitting with it. That, that's the thing. I can sit with it. Um, just not knowing if that's 
afterwards. If you get over the wasting time bit, yeah, then you'll know. Then you'll know. Okay. Oh, God, I have to look at all these beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make a list of your beliefs. Absolutely. Make a list of your beliefs. But I think I find new ones. Yeah. So so just important to to be able to drop all beliefs and just operate from uh, from that. Let operating happen kind of thing. Let operating happen. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the belief. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there is a belief there. Wow. So, which makes you want to go back in and do the work and do the work and do the work. Yeah. Okay. And it's tricky to find that point of where you've done enough work, actually, and it's, it's all about going back in and then it dissolves. Sometimes you have to just come back out again and do the work and, and go back again. And there's no other way except maturity and knowing how your mind works. You've got to figure that out yourself. To know, like, uh-uh, this isn't leaving me. I have to go back in. I have to okay. go back in and actually address this issue for the personality. Okay. That is trial and error. Okay. There, everybody has to be able to f- have the maturity for themselves to know, no, I've got to dig up this issue, or actually, no, I- I'm, I'm just identifying with something that's completely lost its potency. Okay. I'm just hanging out there because it's lazy, because right. I... You know, because it's easier to do that. Right. No, it helps just to hear your perspective. Yeah. Like I needed. Yeah, yeah. I needed to hear your yeah. take on yeah. it, so I can look at it in That's a fresh it. way. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And I, I don't think you have that wisdom yet of knowing when to work at it and when to shift your perception. Yeah. Because we're kind of dancing around it a bit, and it's like yeah. it There's feels like it's not there yet. It's not there yet. Yeah, it's not there yet. So with the depression one, having having gone you know around the yard with it, with the depression one, it does look like that's something you might have to go in and just address a bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, having complete love and compassion for the personality, and 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 just. Letting the light come in, you know. Letting the light come in. Okay. We're the ones who block it, block it out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Easier said than done yeah, if when you're in it. Oh yeah. It's fine, but yeah. you can develop a strategy when you're feeling good. Oh yeah, I have strategies. Yeah. Okay. Exercise, fish. I mean, there's there's. Even, but but in but terms of like, okay, what? Well, yeah. yeah. Of yeah, going the love but route. There's a lot of different routes. All right. Good. Happen at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the total love, total, total love for yourself, you know, just to build confidence and esteem. And As opposed to just loving myself when I'm in good sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It mustn't be penetrating deep <laughs> enough if the depression can shut it out. Right. It's not penetrating deep enough. So there's the conditional love again with Alan. Yes. I can see, I can yes. see the conditional stuff. Yeah, yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Thank you so much. When you love yourself fully, you'll be able to love him fully, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've read that over and over again, but I haven't experienced it yet. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. So, uh, that's what depression is. Yeah. It's just lack of self-love, you know? Lack of believing in yourself. Lack of compassion for the character. Right. Giving her a hard time, getting sick of her, getting bored with her. I mean, it's like, oh, bless us. <coughs> Life is hard enough, you know, besides doing that to yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. 
But otherwise, life is great. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. so grateful. Oh, yeah. When your face is so much softer, there's so much less tightness in your system. It's extraordinary. I know. You're doing great work, yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. so much, Yeah, you're welcome. There's lots of bits there. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, hope it... Hope it yeah, I can. You, yeah, you can see the map. Yeah, okay, super. Map. Thank you. Okay, sure. Sure. Thank you, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nina, then. Hi. How are you? Yeah. I just wanted to share with you... In the subject. Last year was a very strange year for me. Um, Excuse me, Rob, could you turn up this mic? It's a, it's a lot of hard work for... Thank you. Turn up this mic a little bit, yeah. It's, it seems to be quite low. Thank you very much. And so, somehow... Uh, Kind of uh, a wake-up call was a dream that I had, where uh, things built, everything was collapsing, uh, buildings, mountains, everything. And I was uh, talking to a friend and saying, you know, people are living like uh, nothing is happening, but look, like we, we were the only ones looking at everything collapsing. And then I noticed how a lot of things about me were collapsing. And uh, I say that because uh, um, things were not important anymore. So I, di- I, I feel like I was not identifying with uh, being this or that, being an artist, being nothing, right? Like things were collapsing. And then I thought, well, good, like I, I'm there. Like I, let's allow everything to collapse. And somehow, like, the universe really listens. <laughs> Things collapse uh-huh. in a really bad way. Uh-huh. And uh, so I lost uh, a job that I love, and I, lo- I lost uh, a lot of things. It seemed like so many things. I was just losing one thing after the other. And... Uh, uh, then I went to a, a retreat and, uh, because I thought, well, I really need uh, some spiritual work. And during the retreat, I had a beautiful, beautiful experience and a huge opening. And uh, but it was uh, like I was. It was for days. I was feeling really dizzy and and I was not able to do a lot of things. And I thought, well, I have to go back home and I have to, to, to move to a different place. Like, I cannot be in that way, this way, right? I really have to, 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 to be able to, to, to deal with all the things that were here. So uh, I came out, I dealt with the things. Like, I went back to my normal self and I dealt with the things. And after that, I started feeling really unsettled. Like I, it was not like I was uh, uh, open, without open for the changes and for the for losing things. And I was fighting it. Yeah. I was. I, was, I, I knew that I should just surrender, but I, I was really fighting it. And. Uh, Uh, 
and and uh, well, some somehow, somehow I guess that allow my I allow myself to fight to be fighting it. I just noticed that I was doing it, and uh, now I don't know what happened. Like something has shifted. And somehow things are the same, like I'm still in a very vulnerable situation and, and nothing has changed, like, uh, but, uh, but I, don't, I, I feel better, I feel, I don't feel, I think that I, I somehow I got caught in this story about, uh, I don't know, suffering or about uh, yes. losing things or, just, I, I'm just feeling better, but I'm, yeah, I would like to listen from you, I'm still lost, I, I'm still, I, I don't know where I am. Do, do you need to know where you are? No, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, because, because being lost is where you are. Yeah. The experience of being lost is happening. And that's as valid as any experience. Mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, a, I, I'm not feeling... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, being, being lost. It's the opposite of being secure in your place, yes. you know? And it's yes. like, okay, this is the exact opposite of how it was. Yes. You know? Yes. And it will pass again. It always will. Yes. And, and, and being stuck to neither is the key. Don't be attached to being lost. Don't be attached to being secure. Life can present both. Be the same regardless of whichever presents. Mm -hmm. So don't attach to this one. Mm -hmm. So be fluid so that it, it can go either way. And that's where I am, is open and fluid. Mm -hmm. Not attached to any mm -hmm. level, positioning, map. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was... Uh yeah, right now I feel like that. Yes. Right now I don't feel like it was causing me a lot of anxiety and just feeling really vulnerable. Yes. And yes. It was painful. It was yes. painful for several months, but now like, not, nothing has changed. I'm just like, I'm just like why is that I feel okay now? Yes. I, I have no clue. But yes. It's, it could be because uh, this journey is all about going within. And when the outside world becomes our security, our identity, uh, how we see ourselves and how we cope in the world, okay, it's going to disappear because all that attachment and dependency starts to fall down, huh? Mm -hmm. As we go inward, we see that, oh my God, it's empty. So we're forced to look for a reference point someplace else. So we naturally start to turn inwards, no? Mind is going home. Mm -hmm. Our attention goes inward. And the stability is inside. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that's not changing. That's the only thing. Yeah. You see? So that's why the outside can be any which way. Mm -hmm. is because we're inside. Mm -hmm. And we no longer need the outside to be any particular way. Yeah. Yeah, it is strange because I don't even... Like the experience that I had during the retreat was beautiful, was gorgeous. But I'm not even... Like, it's gone. I'm not even yes. trying to... Every experience back. goes. Good for you. I'm so glad you're not grasping it. It's just an experience. Mm -hmm. It'll fade with time. You'll forget about it eventually. Mm -hmm. Or it'll be a story and it'll be as if it happened to somebody else because it's gone. Mm -hmm. 
So let every spiritual experience go. That's all they are. Mm So I just stay there. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Stay inside, detached from the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yet able to operate in it. Yes. That gives you a taste of a different type of freedom. Actually, I feel free. Uh-huh. I have no many reasons. I don't know if I have reasons to feel like that. But yes, not external reasons, but the freedom true. that you're feeling is an inside freedom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because your perception is coming from a deeper place, not reflected through how you're seeing the outside world. So get solid in that freedom inside, huh? Mm -hmm. Get solid inside. Resting in it, trusting it, surrendering to it, whatever, until you see that, oh my God, but this is is actually what I am. This is the stability, the unchanging rock that is within. Nothing, nothing can threaten it, come near it, touch it. It's like... Goodness me, the outside world doesn't, doesn't have any potency at all. Mm-hmm. Talk with that kind of certainty about it. Yeah. You know? That, that's something that I don't do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To, like, to really consolidate it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that you, 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 you know it. You, you know it. Absolutely know it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the idea of, well, where am I? It's like, that idea becomes kind of stupid. It's like, where am I? What would I be looking for? What, 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 what purpose would a reference point be? For, for what? Like to create another story? You see? There's no reference point with that rock. It's like no story is, is significant. None. There's just life and, and we, we, we do the best we can. Yes. You know? Actually, uh, lose like my my job gave me a lot of uh, satisfaction, and it was I was in service. But then I, I have been thinking, oh, maybe I was really attached to that identity to be someone serving, right? Yes. So, so it was a lesson too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> it's interesting to become nobody. Yeah. Just nobody. Insignificant, invisible. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And not to attach to that either. Yes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then how the world perceives you. Oh, it's, it, it's nothing. It's nothing. People can hate you or love you and it's the same thing. It's like, Really? Like it just doesn't even warrant attention, you know? Because you're nothing anyway, you know? You know you're nothing anyway. So somebody has an opinion about the nothing, it's like, that's their perception, it's just their perception. You just see it for what it is. And of course, that perception has to run, every perception has to be there in consciousness, so of course that will run too. You see? None of us is about you. None of it. 
There is no you. <laughs> there really is no you. You know? That's very okay. That's very okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you too. Thank you. Hi, Nina. <laughs> It just seems that that loop is now, it's not, I don't know that it could ever stop or would or needs to. I would say there's some sort of a, um, recently uh, doing, the, doing the work with clients there was sort of a boom, boom, boom of like a series of um, people who would have ex extremely all-encompassing, say, awakening experiences. <clears throat> and it, there's just this sense of, okay, there's no one home. Yet, there was this smell of um, like, why were they there? Or you know, uh, I guess you could say something mind was appropriating that from the outside, from around the back or something. And so there's this, it's sort of like it's hard to relax that part of that habit of sniffing, sniffing, sniffing for that and the last time I saw you, you even brought it up. You said it can be this very subtle layer that comes in. Just watch, watch for it. It requires vigilance. And it's... So something isn't, can't release that job. Ah. It's, it's, a, it's not like it's a suffering type of tension, but it seems like in a way, it's, it actually is ego. Or it is actually a form of ego, sort of, I'm the one who will never... It just has its own little smell. So it's like a... <laughs> it's mm. a dead end. Mm. And...
there's also just a sense of of how how utterly the, the human being never ever had anything to do with any of this and it's and yet there's this so with the clients and here there's just oh but but then there's this kind of appendage in a way so, like the body the, the body mind or the the psychology body or whatever you want to call it is sort of still there like almost like a corpse or a Yes, still running. It's sort of mechanically running this belief, whatever's left over. Yes. And so, as you have said, something takes care of itself, and you know maybe there's more work to be done, or maybe some sort of inquiry or vigilance. And I don't know. I don't know what the question is. It's just like some little. Rub. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do you see, or does this perception run, that, that the old stories uh, can crank up again, but they have no potency? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And there's no relationship between the story coming up and going, ah, you know. Yes. And then me acting on it. Or yes. It's just yes. no link. There's no link. Yeah. So is it different for that part of what, what has the smell to it? Is that different or is that just not another? The sniffing mechanism? Or the, yes, the or sniffing the mechanism. <laughs> That's a little different because it seems to have there's a sense of it's almost like kind of this like oh hey like I'm kind of, it's 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 um it's the pilot or it's driving but it there's no sense of where I'm going with it yes. or where who it, there's no sense that it's yes it doesn't know that the show is over ah uh, it it that doesn't Yes. Yes. It's like, it doesn't. Yes. Something, it, it just, yeah. Yes, it doesn't know that the show's over. And it's over. almost like, okay, you too. You too. Yes, you too. Yeah. Yes. The show is over, Nina. It's done. Done. It, you can relax now. <laughs> so the the sniffer, <laughs> it's like it. It's whole. It's it's like um. The best way to say it is like thousands and thousands of years of humility training. You know, it's like I, will, I humble yes, myself. Yes, I humble myself. Yes, yes, I humble yes, myself. Yes, and it's to let go of that. It's like yes, oh yes, yes, 
but it's consciousness that lets it go. Yeah. It's consciousness that has to let it go. Nothing else is going to work. <laughs> it's consciousness just, just dropping that manifestation through that form. So I'm very grateful to be here. Um, my thing is, about three and a half years ago, I went through a really big breakup. That was probably the most challenging time of my life. But um, I'm now very grateful for that day because it changed my life. Mm. Um, I've done a lot of uh, self-help work and I went through a very big transformational time in my life and became very spiritual, got into meditation, and um, the person I am today is completely different to the girl that was there three, year, three and a half years ago. And um, <clears throat> I am in a place where I am truly happy. I'm very, um, very content with life, um, in a great place, and surrounded by amazing people, cannot be happier truly happy from within and I am now dealing with a fear of letting man back into my life mm. because my life is so good it truly is <laughs> and you know everyone's always saying how come you're not up there dating and to me I feel like I don't really want to because I'm content I really I'm truly happy and so I've dated over three and a half years and I understand the guys that have come into my life I, I truly believe people come into your life for a reason and I've learned lessons um, but it can get exhausting and I wasn't really finding what I wanted so I took I kind of joke about it but I took an eight month sabbatical off from dating mm -hmm. and at the beginning of March I decided okay because I'm starting to think that I might want to have children so I've decided to open my heart chakra and be more open to the universe of allowing that to come in. And I didn't realize the anxiety that I had around, you know, the fear uh -huh. of letting a man back into my life because I was always the girl who was needy in a relationship and always were in relationships. And this is the first time, you know, if someone would have told me a while ago that I would have been single for three and a half years, I would have laughed at it. So I've become very comfortable being alone and very, being very independent. So now I've 
started trying to deal with those anxieties. And so over the last month, I've been very proud of myself. I've been very open and trying to put myself out there, not forcing anything. And I am very fortunate. Um, some guy have, has come in to my life and he has given me hope because he is everything that I've, <clears throat> he has a lot of qualities in him that um, I hope to have in that partner, even though I know he's not the person, at least it gives me hope knowing mm. that You're going I in the right to, direction. Yeah, yeah. Like I stepped out of my comfort zone. I've opened my heart chakra and you know, the universe is showing me like, look, you know, this is good. So I guess for you, what I'm, why I'm here today is to see how I can continue um, to be open and try not to try to deal with that fear of I'm afraid, I guess, of losing what I have achieved over, you know, the last year and being so content with life. I, I really want to find somebody who's going to add to my happiness and not take that away. Mm. So how much of your current contentment has to do with because you feel good about yourself inside or because your life is positive? Everything. Yeah. I find like I've um, I've done a lot of work on you know self love and being confident and having high self esteem. So I've done a lot of work on myself and finding you know what truly makes me happy. Okay. Um, and I've learned that over the years, and I've you know lived that life, and that's where I find you know. Okay. So is it your lifestyle that's <clears throat> making you happy? Um. No, I think it's mostly from within. You know, so how, I, I do love my life. Yes, uh -huh. like, um, so how can a man alter your relationship with you? I think when you're single, emotionally I'm balanced. And um, I think for me, because of the profession I, I'm in and the people I'm surrounded by, I always hear their stories. Mm. And, um, you know, you see... The roller coaster, and yes. I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to go back there because my okay. life is so stable and happy. Okay, so it's a really good thing to practice not having emotional reactions. Mm -hmm. Can you be in a relationship and not have emotional reactions? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that a yes or a like? A, <laughs> oh god, what are you saying? That's what I'd love to know. <laughs> The thing is, when we go back into a relationship and we've been, you know, we've always been one way, we take time out, we make a shift and we go into another relationship. The old patterns come back. We pick up where we left off. We see them, mm -hmm. but we pick up where we left off. We just have an awareness of them. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You, you, okay. And that's all of us wrinklies talking to you. But, so you can take it from us. <laughs> We do. It's weird. It's like, oh my God. It's like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it again. Mm -hmm. So you'll have to retrain yourself because of course there's, and in a way you're right. You're like, uh, I, I got anxiety about going back into a relationship. Yeah, you will be who you were. It's weird. She'll come out of the closet and you'll think, I can't believe that that was still there. Mm -hmm. Because our, our, our way of connecting to, to a partner we do, it's a chakra to chakra thing. 
right? You mentioned heart chakra, so you're familiar with chakras. Mm-hmm. And, and until we can completely come from the heart, we will come from another, either being the controller or being controlled or hiding who we really are or hiding behind something or wanting the other person to be who they are or projecting that they're somebody else. We will come from some dysfunction that needs to be exploded out of another chakra. Right. Until we can absolutely come from the heart. And you can have all the ideas in the world about coming from the heart and say, oh, no, I must love this person, love this person, but heck, another chakra is the thing that will be connecting to them. Mm-hmm. Until you've broken all the patterns. Mm-hmm. The, the dysfunctional patterns, you know? Yeah. A good place to start is have no emotional reactions anywhere in your life. And then bring that technique into the relationship. Because the relationship is the thing that stirs up the deepest. Right. Your partner or your kids. That's surely going to do it. That's what will bring up your stuff. And if both hit together, it's tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so with, with some, an awareness of some new skills, do you know what might be nice? Would be to make a list of the woman that you say you're not anymore. It's like the Amy who was there three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Make a list of what you feel is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Because the test to see if they're gone is going to come. And you lose 90% of the tests. You'll fail them. All right? And it's fine. Because that's really where you really change your wiring. The deepest wiring can only be changed by going back into the same scenario again. Then you'll test it. So you make a list of who Amy was and the stuff that you've healed. Like, I used to be like this. I used to be jealous. I used to be wanting more attention from them. I used to da-da-da, fly off the handle if da-da-da. It's like, all right, make a list. Just keep it. Private and personal. Mm -hmm. Because these are the things you will have to really work on to make sure. How can I be in a relationship without pulling up that way? Because that's the only way I know how to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And you'll have to relearn. Mm -hmm. So your anxiety is very normal. Mm -hmm. You will have to relearn how to function in a relationship. But do start about not having an emotional reaction to anything Mm -hmm. in life. Just really learn how to be aware of that. Yeah, I, I feel that I, I have done that. Great. Yeah. Well done. Because mm-hmm. I do understand a lot about, um, <clears throat> you know, the mind, how you guys were yeah. talking about that little voice today. And, um, you know, whenever things, whenever somebody does something, it's not a reflection on you, it's them. So I understand yes. all of that. Yes. Um, the great thing is, too, I feel that my gut instincts are a lot stronger. So whenever someone comes in... Good. Um, you know, I, I know, okay, this is not what I'm looking for. So Honor your gut. I feel stronger that way also. Good. So when you're listening to people like in your work and the volatility you went like this up and down of people's emotions, right? Uh, it's not so much the emotions. It's more, well, I guess it is emotions, but it's like it's baggage. That's for me, a lot of people say I'm too picky. Um, I don't think I'm picky. I think I know what I want and deserve because I've been patiently waiting for three and a half years and not forcing the relationship. Okay. Um, So, you know, it's it's people's baggage that when they bring that into relationship and you have to deal with it, I'm like, that freaks me out because my life has been so easy and uncomplicated. I would prefer that than having, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So there's a red flag, there's a red flag over the I deserve, over that phrase. Mm -hmm. That's a bit of baggage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I deserve, because what, the universe says you're a good girl, so you should get it? Or, I mean, what, what? have a look at that idea, that I deserve something. Mm -hmm. 
there's no harm in sitting waiting for, for having high expectations. There's no harm at all. You might or might not get them. You might have to lower the bar. You might not. That's a total lottery. That's a gamble, that one. Mm-hmm. It might be fine. It's worth trying it out for a while, for sure. My husband did the same thing. He, he absolutely had this idea of the ideal one. And he didn't meet me until, I was, until he was over 40. He was just sitting waiting. And then it was like, okay, but she can't have kids. So, hmm, ah, hmm. He'd forgotten these things. He thought that he'd find Mrs. Wright and she'd be like 25. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he didn't bank on these things, you know? Um, and now he's probably wondering, oh my God, did I really think that she was the one? Really? I'm quite sure he has those moments. It's, that's life, you know? <laughs> that's life. But, but I've seen it work, you know? Um, Everybody has baggage. Everybody. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Um, because usually it's our perception that they have baggage. So we, we, we seem to just want to project that somebody else has a load of crap and that we're fine. It seems to be a human condition. So, so you will continue seeing that everybody else has baggage. You're, you know... One way to soften that a little bit is to only be with a guy who has more light than you, who has done more work than you, who's more advanced than you. Mm-hmm. Not for him to be your teacher, but just so that he, he's, he, you know, he's got more light. So you're not the one carrying the light. You're not the one being the leader in terms of kind of evolving your spirit. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that might help. Mm-hmm. But working through the baggage is what makes a relationship deep, interesting. That's what brings intimacy. That's what brings new levels. That's the gem. Mm-hmm. Because it's rocky for a while and you make it or you flunk. Right. You know, and the making it, whoa, it elevates your relationship into a whole other domain of intimacy, mm-hmm. of total openness and sharing. To walk somebody through that brokenness and vulnerability and out the other side, it's beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So Baggage is wonderful. But if it's somebody who has some tools how to work on themselves, then you can be autonomous and they can be autonomous. And they're okay about getting support outside of the relationship, as you are, because you've found what works for you. You meditate. You've got a, you're at a spiritual weekend. You're, you're taking care of yourself. And that's why I say go after a man who has more light, done more work. Do you know? So that they've got the support systems already set up. You know? Mm-hmm. But baggage will happen. Mm-hmm. That's, that's life. No, I, I understand the whole like, sure. emotional baggage. That yeah. kind of stuff. It's yeah. just like, um, when, I, when I mention baggage, it's more of like finding someone who is at the stage in life where they've never been married, they don't have kids. It's like the f- first time. That's what I would ideally prefer over that's the ah. that's the baggage i know we all have emotional baggage but it's that kind of stuff that somebody who hasn't lived a lot then <laughs> I, I guess if you put it that way so i haven't lived a lot well if the criteria is that they don't have that kind of bag because i never thought you mentioned that kind of baggage at all mm-hmm. if they haven't had those experiences of life then they're probably haven't grown a huge amount because it's those kind of experiences that give us depth 
that make us interesting, that have shaped us and molded us. It might, it, there might be a few gems in somebody who's had, you know, mm-hmm. a kid or two mm-hmm. or a marriage. There might be some gems in that person mm-hmm. because that kind of wisdom, you can't get it in books. Mm-hmm. And if they've learned from it and use it as a tool to grow, you've really got a gem. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't exclude it. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine if you didn't have that relationship that broke your heart? Can you imagine the absence of all that growth? Mm -hmm. So it would be like that. Mm -hmm. And maybe they married their first huge love love affair, you know? Mm -hmm. Is that baggage? Do you see? Mm -hmm. So maybe just just to shift that in terms of like, what did they do with the life they've lived? What did they do? You know? And yeah. baggage is when they haven't processed it, processed it. And it's diamonds if they have. Right. That's what gives them more light. Mm-hmm. How they've risen out of the knocks. The things that didn't work, you know? Yeah. Sure, kids will make things complicated. Mm-hmm. But, but that's the learning. That's, that's life. Yeah. That's the learning. That's what we roll with, you know? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if they're yours biologically or not. Kids are just always gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Do you know? These are the things that open our heart. Thank you. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yes, there was... Yeah. Hi. So there are a number of tangents I could take this off in, Um, but I'll just start with kind of where I've been at with my life. Um, So when I was 31, I I left my job to go traveling um, in Nepal and India and Southeast Asia, and I got really sick with dysentery and parasites and dengue fever and giardia, and and kind of came home, thought I was just you know, not, I wasn't feeling well when I was away and I thought it was just something that I had to put up with and then I would come back, I'd take time of antibiotics, I'd drink good water and I'd bounce back um, and I didn't and um, I came home and I actually collapsed and basically spent my 30s in bed, um, pretty much into my 40s, you know, was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, which is such a bogus name, it's Emmy in the UK. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of gone through that like powerhouse of, of suffering because it was just like lost everything fell away. I couldn't work, I couldn't date, I couldn't socialize. I basically like spent 17 years, give or take, you know, good days, relatively good days where I could actually get out of the house and do a few things. But, you know, sitting around my apartment just thinking, what the hell, why am I here? What is this, you know? Um, and so I guess, you know, you were talking to that woman last night about, I can't remember her, uh, the woman who does the energy work about habits. And I, and I have a little book by Paramahansa Yogananda about uh, scientific healing affirmations. And he says that, um, you know, a physical, you know, phys- all disease is either has, has a component of a habit to it, emotional, physical habit. And I'm, I'm at the point now where, you know, this has gone on for a number of years. I'm at the, 
I'm, I'm better in that I can participate, I can be here um, part-time, whereas I couldn't before. Um, but I also kind of want to get to the point where, you know, I can have a life you know, again. And maybe that's not my destiny. Maybe that's, this is what I'm stuck with. Mm. But, um, so it's, you know, obviously we have blind, and I know I have a lot of blind spots in terms of everything. Um, but yeah, and I guess I still have, you know, I'm with, with where I'm at. I just less so now, but I, I, I kind of feel stuck and I feel like I, I sort of spin my wheels and, and, and spin my head and, you know, I spent a lot of time in my head and one of the things that suffering is supposed to do is break down your ego and I still feel like I'm very entrenched in, in that, in that, you know, in being here. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I don't know specifically what question I had around that, um, except maybe any insights you could provide. Mm. Mm. So your health now is that you can participate in things part-time. You have good days, bad days, or has it moved again from there? Uh, I'd say I'm like, energy-wise, three or four out of ten. Um, okay. So, like, I didn't come this morning because, like, you know, I just have to sort of manage things. And if I do something a few days in a row, I might crash for a few days. So I'm still not real. I'm not working. I'm not dating. I'm not really. I mean, I'm socializing more, but I'm I'm kind of at a place where I have like a quarter life, but it still doesn't feel. It's it's not fulfilling for me, but I have a lot of resistance about what this life looks like and what it should look like. Um, and I, and I guess I'm, I'm starting to learn to surrender more, but I still think that <clears throat> happiness looks like health and community and friendships and relationships. Like I, I still have a hard time, you know, saying that or looking at my life now and projecting the life that's been this way for X number of years into the future and, and feeling like that's okay. Like I can't, to me, this doesn't feel okay. And it feels like. I can accept it more now. I can handle it more now, but you know, I'm still in resistance to what is. So, and um, yeah, you know, greater pain comes from resisting than actually the thing that we're resisting. Yeah, honestly, it does. It's the resistance is yeah. what makes you cry. Yeah, the resistance. Yeah. But at the same time, we can, accepting doesn't mean that we're a victim. You know, there's a place of acceptance that doesn't have either uh, victim or or resistance going on. But the place of acceptance moves moves towards health, moves towards happiness. It just does. Do you know? It's It's not passive. Yeah. Do you know that place at all? I've seen, you know, more glimpses of it in the last little bit. Um, yeah, and I think I'm maybe like 25, 30% there. Like I, okay. you know, I, 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 see, I see that more so, whereas before I was in 100% resistance. Like just so, so yeah. You can also find it through practicing being content. Because your mind understands contentness and then we can kind of find it 
through practicing being content. Because what, if you practice being content, it's like, oh no, and it's like, up, up will come the resistance, because that's the antidote to contentment. If you practice being content, you'll find the place of acceptance much easier. It's a great little trick. It fools the mind into landing us into that place of acceptance. And it's, it, it, it just gives you a better state of mind. And from there, you can move towards health. But right now, you have a lot of energy going into the resistance and the, the horror of, of a life that's being robbed, because that's what it feels like. Your life is robbed, you know? And is it really going to be, continue to be robbed, or can I get it back? So all of that debate will happen as long as there isn't an acceptance of things being as they are and an okayness with that. Because the okayness is an inside thing, regardless of what happens on the outside. But you're still a bit inside out and that the outside has to be okay in order for you to be okay. Right. That's inside out thinking. It's yeah, yeah. just inside out thinking. That's all that is. That's all that is. You know? I'm drawn to ask you physiologically, is there somebody helping you with the chronic fatigue? Is there, are you, are you taking what you're supposed to be taking for chronic fatigue? Uh, I don't think there's, there's a lot of specialists in the States that, that treat it, but yeah. I haven't had the budget for that. So I sort of go to people that hang up a shingle. Um, I yeah. go to a student naturopathic clinic, but they don't really know either. So. Okay. Okay. There, I had it. I, I got it after uh, Costa Rica. And um, what it is, is that the cell, I, I, God, I'm sorry if there's anybody here in the medic line who, 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 you know, but this is, this is what I remember from it, who can correct what I'm saying. If they can, please correct me. But there's, there's, a, there's a membrane on the cell that breaks down and it, when it's broken down, we can't absorb oxygen into the cell. And this is what causes the exhaustion that just no energy at all. And there is, it's available in health food stores, and it's called D-ribose. Do you take a shitload um, of D-ribose? I took it before, and I can't remember what, it either didn't seem to work, or I react, I just react to a lot of stuff too, I get really sensitive, um, but I should, I, I've heard, it's been a number of years since I tried it, so I should try it again. It would be worth, maybe they've yeah. made a purer version now or something, yeah. it totally worked for me. Okay. Um, there was there was a, there was a few things. There were five or six different things, but but they work to rebuild the cell membrane so that you can process oxygen. You can get oxygen into the cells again. It it works. And I remember I I used to have this email that I sent out to a load of people, everybody, and, and people from Satsang. You know, I heard you have a, you know, right. and I used to send out this email, and it worked for everybody whom I sent it to. It's like it shifted. It took three months, but it shifted. Okay, which is nothing when when right. you're flat. Right. Um, so, so a lot can be done. A lot can be done about it, right? So, so it's not a debilitation. If it really is just ME or chronic fatigue, yeah. if it really is just chronic fatigue that's, that's going on, that's curable. Right. That's curable. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's curable. So, so, okay, you can get back onto another track with that and see what they're doing and look up cell mitochondria because that's, that's, that's where you've got to go. Okay. It's like that, what's going on at cellular level. There's rife machines that do stuff. There's all kinds of stuff, but you can do it cheaply. You can do it, yeah. Okay, so that's the physiological side. All right, practice being content. And by that you mean like gratitude? No, <laughs> I mean contentment. No, nothing to do with gratitude. So if I'm in a situation where I'm, I, I wake up, I'm feeling like shit, I have things I want to do and I can't do it, mm. then how am I, that's where I struggle being content. Yeah, because you'd have to drop that story. Yeah. 
I want to do these things and I just can't move today. And it's like, all right, I can go into that story now. I can go into that story. Or I can find the place that is prior to that story, which is more the reality of what I am anyway, which has, it, I, my mind can find it through content, through being content. Your mind will kick and scream, kick and scream. It's like, this is disastrous. I'm just ignoring that. And then, and then I still can't get up and bullshit. No, no. It's like, that is the mind kicking and screaming. It's going to do that. Now, do you want to stay in that drama? That's up to you. You can stay in that drama. Or, okay, if I was to feel content right now, what would it feel like to feel content? Well, I can't feel content. And it's like, shut up. Not going there. Not following that train of thought. I'm not. I'm going for the feeling of being content. The feeling of being content. It's acceptance itself is where I want to pull you into. Not accepting of the outside world, but acceptance itself. And then the outside world can be any which way it is. It can be any which way it was. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, it's interesting because every illness is a huge spiritual learning opportunity. If somebody's on the spiritual path earnestly and they get sick, it's such a gift. It's such a gift. Because you are forced to work on the inside. You're forced because your life stops and it said, you ain't participating. What are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. So you can try to participate so you'll be participating in your head and all that extra energy yeah. will go in your head. And that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, have you discovered that that doesn't work? That that just makes you hugely unhappy? Mm-hmm. And that, I think I'm a slow learner because it's been like, some people get it after a year or two years. Yeah. And I'm still like yeah. 20 years in. Sure. <laughs> So maybe it's time. Yeah. Maybe it's time. It's fine. It's fine. If it took this long, it's like, that's fine. That's just, you needed to rest seriously for some time. Mm -hmm. Or just time had to pass by. Who knows? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter really. Mm -hmm. It's it's now is all that's real anyway. The rest of it is just storyland. You know? So, is your mind going to be outward focused and looking at the evidence in front of you and take that to be... Uh, the determinant of how your well-being is today, your emotional, your spiritual, your perspective that it's going to be on the outside, or are you going to start really going in and seeing that the outside world and how it shows up doesn't matter a snuff compared to how you're feeling inside. That's the shift that'll make all the difference. Mm-hmm. It's quite likely that your body will start to heal once that done, because the illness will be there for no other reason, you know? Well, and I think I didn't, when you were talking about feeling content, I don't even think I knew what that felt like pre this. Like I didn't know how to relax. I didn't know how, you know, and so I think I'm that that body memory. I'm still like in that sense of like, like even when I have like 10 units of energy and everyone else has 200, I still use up 20. Like I just don't know how to stay in that place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're lying down for 20 hours of the day, You've got some homework to do there. Yeah. You're lying down for a very good reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. You know, it's people like Nelson Mandela who didn't waste a day in prison. Yeah. Freedom's on the inside. It's nothing at all to do with the outside. Nothing at all. Nothing. 
You don't need your body to be well at all. It's not about participating in life. Life is so empty and so rich, really. And it can flow either way. But when your perspective is inside, it's pretty rich. Because that's where the richness is. And so how you see life is colored very differently because of where you're coming from on the inside. So learning how to relax, learning how to beat anxiety, learning how to build your confidence, your belief in yourself, absolutely, totally loving yourself, being calm with yourself, never judging yourself, criticizing yourself, never blaming anybody, never judging anybody mm. or yourself. <laughs> yourself is the one word to stop and start with. Mm. Find out what it feels to be content. Mm. Stuff gratitude. Don't go near that. Mm. Content. <laughs> content. What is that? Just to be happy in yourself. What is that? And it's beautiful because the outside world has been taken away from you. So you can't use it as an excuse to kid yourself. You can't. <coughs> You're going to have to do the inside work. It's, it's such a gift that you've been given. But what if I've wasted all this time not doing the inside work and then I get to the point where I can function again and I just go right back into those old patterns? Because that's what I see myself doing right now. Like, as I start to get a little bit of energy, I'm, I'm like, I just notice, I don't, I mean, of course, I've grown in different ways, but I don't, I'm, I'm still looking outside. I'm still like, I'm, I've always been looking outside for happiness, and I'm still looking outside for happiness, mm. and to other people. Yeah, you won't find it. Yeah. You won't find it. Yeah. You keep looking until you go like, oh my God, <laughs> I feel the same as when I was in bed. It's no different. I really wanted to get my energy back so I could live a full life. I live a full life, and that's awful too. We can fast forward five years and that's what we can be talking about then. Mm. And add another five years to your tally. Yeah. Because it's not outside. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It really isn't. But whatever you're afraid of inside, that's where you got to go. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's where you got to go. It's not about curing the ME, really. Mm-hmm. Really. You can do that. But... The work is to go in mm-hmm. and resolve that and find the peace that is there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. But you're running, and what are you running from? Yeah. What are you running from? Is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> maybe, maybe, as you like. Yeah. Do you know what you're running from? Uh, yeah, I think it's that... The, that like the feeling of, of aloneness, emptiness. Um, like I, a lot of times when I, when I dream at night, I go to these places where it's really desolate and I'm really alone and I'm just not connecting with people. And then I wake up and I'm like, whew, you know, like even, you know, and I think that I don't want, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to, and, and there, there is a, there's a part of me that lives that and it just gets exacerbated in my dreams. But I feel like there's that, that, you know, that void, that emptiness yeah. that just feels really scary and very alone. Yeah. Time to heal that, huh? Yeah. Time to heal that. Because that's the second piece. And just the, the other tangent I was thinking about is, and I've had a history of, uh, you know, in relationships that have been, you know, either I'm like, no, 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 no to someone. Like I don't. And then suddenly when it's a yes... I, there's a grasping, a huge grasping, and probably like a neediness that I try and contain. But then, if it ends, 
then there's the obsession of, with that person. And I kind of want to, I don't know how to break that pattern because it's happened, you know, enough times. And it's not like I'm, I'm not a stalker. I'm not, I'm a Google stalker, but I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like a crazy person who like drunk dials or anything. Not that you have to be crazy drunk dial because you don't. But you know what I mean? Like I don't, they would never know. They're not, unless they're very psychically aware, they would have no idea this was going on with me. But it's still some kind of, you know, like there was this person recently that I became very attached to. And I think you were, I think you were talking about this yesterday where, you know, the fantasy of that was so much more interesting than my life. So I lived in that place of just thinking about them all the time, even though it was a completely unrealistic dead end situation. But I managed to sustain it in my mind for three years. And I don't, and that's the pattern, but it's like, I understand like from reading books about how that pattern comes about that I did have the family like picture that would create that, but then how do you uncreate it other than, you know, once I'm enlightened, of course, that's not going to be an issue, but how do I get from there, <laughs> here to there and stop being obsessed? And so I'm, I'm in here rather than looking to you for to fill me up. Okay. So... Even if you were enlightened, that thought might come, but you wouldn't follow it. Right. You're following it. I'm following it. That's the difference. And it's totally addictive. Like, I just want to, like, stay with it. Like, even though I know I should keep cauterizing it, I don't, because it feels so good. Even though it's not. It's total fantasy. So how do you cauterize something that feels good when the reality feels awful? Because what feels good is... is it's not real at all. Oh, I know. And in this work, the other reality doesn't, isn't real either. Right. So instead of seeing the, the yucky life to be what it is, which is not real, it's a fabric of your own perception, it's not about trying to fix that or put a Band-Aid on it. It's about seeing that that's not real. That's not real. It's just your perception is creating it. Your perception is creating it. Mm -hmm. You mean not the horrible reality? The horrible reality. Your right. own perception is creating right. that. Yeah. Your own wounds are creating that. Yeah. So the neediness, yes, go after the neediness. N nothing outside can resolve the neediness. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, whatever, if you, if you can work on seeing, like, everything I need actually is inside me, actually is inside me. It's like, no, but I want to be touched and I haven't, I, I, nobody around who touches me. I love touch and affection, let's say. All right. And it's like, actually, go back in again. You've just followed another thought and another thought and another thought. So watching your mind has to kick in and seeing that your mind is, it's one gig is to turn you inside out. And it's habitually been creating a negative picture out there and then habitually creating another picture so that that one can override the other one. But they're both false. They're both false. So trying to fix the fantasy one, the obsession of the fantasy one, we're going to create a third layer. Not interested. It's inside. Your, your mind is doing this. Your mind is doing this. So starting to observe your thoughts has to happen. And seeing that they're just thoughts. They're just thoughts. Everything is actually fine. Actually, really is fine.
the outside world can't touch you unless you, unless you, you run a mind loop, which gives it the power to touch you. And that's what's happening. I'm giving you the power to sort out all my needs. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's crank up more needs so I give you more power. And off we go into the fantasy loop. And then you get a kick out of it because you're, you're living in your head. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not real. But it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's been something that you've created to give you some breathing space somewhere. Mm-hmm. But let's grab it by the root, huh? Observe your thoughts. Don't follow them. Stay so is observing. It's just the observing. It's observing and say, I see it, I see it. I'm not following it, I'm not following it. And so if you go back into it, you just observe it again? Observe it again. Observe. It's a moment-to-moment thing. Yeah, observe your thoughts. It works. Okay. It's, and it's kind of like, oh my God, do that forever? And it's like, actually, it becomes as normal as, as like saying to a kid, yeah, you're going to have to brush your teeth twice a day for the rest of your life. You know, like, the kid isn't, it's kind of like, forget it, forget it. Like, give me dentures at the age of four, give me dentures. You know, like, they're not going to want to do it, you know. So, it's just right now, you lose all power if you follow your ideas, or you can go back in. <laughs> you, or you can go back in and say, all right, my mind is going to follow that. I'm going to go into where there's contentment, or I can follow that story. Some days it'll be like, I can't do it. I'm going to have to follow the story. But do it knowingly. Okay. Good. Do it. And it's like, okay, I can't do it right now. You know? And then some days it's like, actually, no, I'm just not going to follow that story. Okay, what can I read? What can I do? What can I do lying here just to relax, to nourish myself, to be okay with myself inside? Okay. What would I be running from? Can I be all right? Just me here. Mm-hmm. Take it on as a project. Okay. And if the mind is going off, no, come back, come back, come back, come back. Stay inside, stay inside. Okay. Everything is pointing you in this direction. It's just that we need to turn your mind around. Right. Do you think you can do it? Yeah, I think you can. <laughs> You're laughing. Well, I, I was going to say I'll try, but everyone knows how weak it is when you say yes. I'll try to do something. So yes. <laughs> yes, I'd be on you like a ton of bricks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just do it today. Okay. Just do it today. Okay. Yeah, stay in what's real right now. What am I tasting, smelling, seeing right now? Right here, right, right here. Use your senses for the information for your mind, okay. not fantasy. Okay. okay. Use the senses. Okay. okay. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Do you want a tea break? Yeah. All right, let's have a cup of tea. Pea and tea. <laughs> so three months ago, my wife died. After 54 years. And, um, well, it's very complicated what I'm going through. I bet. I mean, partly I'm just blown away. And, um, 54 years, I, I can't even go there in my brain. Jeepers. And I took care of her for 14 months by myself before she died. So, um, and there are a lot of things that are very obvious about what I'm going through, like a lot of grief, a lot of sobbing. And um, I know that a lot of it just will take time. It comes up on its own. Yeah. yeah. And then there's, um, then there's the part of trying to find out who I am without yes. that. Because 
um, just this energy field has been completely broken. Yes. Except for the part that I, that I hold myself, which is the both of us. Um, God, I'm so sorry. On a human phenomenal level, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, I'm getting out and living um, surprisingly better than I imagined I would. I mean, I'm here. Yeah. I'm taking a um, writing workshop in Tai Chi. And I started doing some psychotherapy a few months ago because I knew I was going to need support. What I didn't realize was how much stuff from before was going to come up. Ah. So, you know, stuff that um, never got resolved. So that's been good for me. But um, I'm finding that it's very difficult um, for me to do what I, my mind says I should be doing, um, meaning just allowing myself to be quiet and to, instead I'm uh, making myself busy, playing with the computer, and um, this is not all the time. I'm, I mean, I, I've been cooking, I take my dog out for walks, but a lot of the time I'm avoiding um, which I guess is also natural, and I have to, I mean, I can't be sobbing like 24 hours a day. Um, but one of the things that's driving me crazy is um, the sexual compulsion that's come up. Um, uh, on the one hand, I feel like I just need a, a new partner. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, there's just this first chakra sexual compulsion that's, uh, that's really, really intense. And um, so it keeps me focused on that a lot. And so there are all these pieces. And um, I don't know what else to say about them except just I wanted to open it up and see yeah. what you might offer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's really good that, you know, that the grief is happening. That's really good, you know, that the sobbing <coughs> happens and that the release is happening and that it, it's coming on its own. That's how grief happens. It's just a wave and then, oh, it's all right, you know, and then the wave. And it doesn't feel like it's all right when it comes, but afterwards. No, but afterwards, yeah. Afterwards, yeah. Once that clearing, that release has happened, it uh, calms again after the storm. Um, and it's going to go like that for a while, huh? Gonna be like that for a couple of years, really. You know, that's okay. Women and men react differently to death or, or a breakup of a long-term relationship. And what really helps most men is to get connected with somebody sexually again. It helps men. Women, not so much. I'm generalizing, but it, there is a trend. And for women, not so much. It doesn't really work. So, what would stop you from getting involved with somebody else? Or just having sex in whatever way it comes about? Um, well, <laughs> the first thing is access. I live, we were like squirrels. We have a house in the almost in the woods. And now it's, I have a house almost in the woods. And yes. 
So I am trying to get out as much as I can. I came to this retreat and there was one before it. So I'm trying to find out what I'm like without her. Yes. One of the very helpful things I found is that for 14 months I was her sole caretaker. And so I was doing a lot of things that we were sharing and that were part of the, the contract of the, of the relationship. And so now I was doing it myself. Um, strangely enough, there was no resentment. I just was giving to her. But um, so I find that I'm stronger in some ways because I, I got used to like cooking, for example. Yes. Um, yes. But I just don't seem to have the access to women. Right. Um, to a large degree, um, it's sort of a rural community, and we've not been social. You know, I have very, very good friends mm. that I love, but I hate parties, and I right. I haven't made much contact. Right. Um, yeah. So. Online stuff. Yeah, and then this fear because. Um, uh. Because before she got lung cancer, I had prostate cancer within a few months. Uh. And um, so the prostate was removed completely, and I don't have any more cancer. Yeah. But it affected me physiologically, sexually. Yeah. So there's... Together, we were able to deal with that. Yeah. But to enter into a strange relationship with those limitations... Yeah. ...is scary. Yeah. And I can't... It would be hard for me to imagine a woman being able to deal with that yeah. unless she had really fallen deeply in love with me. Yeah. Because she's not looking for that. Yes. So, so there's that. Um, right. Okay. But the thing that drives me the craziest is the compulsion. Yes. Um, and. Uh, okay. There's loads of tangents on this. There's loads of, of tangents. It's just very soon after your wife's passing. That, that's, that's kind of one concern. It's like, if, how, how, how much can you take on? <coughs> it's, it's soon, you know? I know. Yeah. But here you are. <clears throat> it would be a wonderful opportunity to transcend desire. Oh, yeah. It would be wonderful. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. The thing is, you might have some hope of doing that if it was three or four years' time or something. But because, because part of, of being alone again after so long can actually be resolved by being intimate with somebody else, because that's, that actually would resolve that, it's completely contrary to transcending desire. Do you know? It's like timing here is a little bit working against us. Yeah. Right? So the remedy, there's, there's, it, there's poison in the remedy, you know? Well, it's more than desire. I mean, it's a physiological functioning going yeah. on. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's the, it's the compulsion that, that is the most difficult. Yeah. So. Yeah. Have you, what, what, what do you do when the compulsion comes up? Do you end up following it and going online or doing whatever you need to do? Do you follow it? Or do you, do you like 
All right, just go to a place where where that compulsion isn't. Uh, no, I don't it, do that. Ah. I don't do that. Ah. Um, you follow the compulsion then? Well, more or less, you know. Yeah, I, that, that's that's why it's so difficult. And I realize um, it's not only that; it's that um, I see that there's a lot that would be helpful if I sat down and started meditating again. Mm. I haven't meditated in many years because I haven't really needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't do it. It's like mm-hmm. my mind is just, and I'm just following this nervousness. I'm just, you know, unless I yeah. am focused on an activity. Yeah. But like even I sing with the chorus, with the community mm-hmm. chorus, uh-huh. and part of that is supposed to be looking at the music during the week, and, and I don't do that either because, because I'm so busy with my mind going. Yes. And... Um, so it's just, I just feel torn apart yeah. in so many different ways. Yeah. And I also know it's just going to be a matter of time. But that's just a story. Well, you're going to have to go through this process yeah. of grief. You are. And it's a more important process than anything else we can talk about. That's the one that has to happen. You've got to go through it. That is happening. That is happening. Yes, I'm writing about it. And, okay. Um, that's not being avoided. Okay. But I guess some of my busy stuff is avoiding some of it. Yeah. You know, but, but I'm also aware that there's only so much that this body can handle at once. Okay. You know, I can't sit and sob 24 hours in a row. If you let it rip, do you think you would? No. I mean, okay. I do let it rip. Okay. Yeah, okay. I do absolutely know. So why the busyness? But, what are you running from? Well, I guess from loneliness, partly. And... Okay, I should just back up and say that a lot of this... A lot of the stuff that I'm talking about was here before. See, okay. So okay, this is this different. Is, All right. A lot of this is my personality and my issues, just being multiplied by the situation, and that's why the therapy has been very helpful because you know I'm seeing stuff that, that I didn't see clearly because I didn't have to when we were in the relationship. Um, but nevertheless, here it all is. So. So I'm doing my best with it, and I know that I'm doing my best with it. The compulsion is what drives me the craziest the most. And I think if I started sitting down and meditating, that would be very helpful. And So why don't you? What's the resistance? Actually, this last retreat that I was in just before this one, I did actually do some meditating, and it was very helpful. And perhaps I will. Um, It's just hard, you know, when I'm alone and I get out, and I have things to do in the house, and then I'm tired. Like in the evenings, you know, I'm very exhausted sometimes because I've been doing a lot, you know, doing all the shopping and the cooking and maybe going out for an appointment or something. And then I just collapse and watch TV. And I, something in me says, well, no, you know, maybe you should be reading or meditating. But I'm so tired and emotionally wiped. Yes, so, yes. Emotional exhaustion must be happening to you. Yes. Must be. 
See, I'm not sure how many things you can take on right now, to be honest with you. You're doing a lot already, do you oh, know? Yeah. Here's what I think might help, is to restructure your mornings. Restructure your morning. And let that be when you do the going within stuff. Half an hour of meditation and half an hour of reading. But it becomes a priority every morning. Because once the day goes on, you're from, you know, yeah, you're gone. You're gone. You've lost it then. So you've, you make a change for your mornings, how you spend your mornings. Go for a massage at least once in two weeks, even once a week if you can. Touch will help you a lot. I mean a regular massage, not a happy ending massage, a regular massage. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> if you want to do that every now and then, fine. But a regular massage, because your body needs to be resourced. So why can't you have both? He could have both, but, but, but yeah, exactly. You could. You could. If there's somebody else in the woods who does that, okay. <laughs> But to, to nourish your body, to reconnect you with your body. The sexual release is another thing. I'm after, I'm after the reconnection with your body. And to have touch going in. Just nurturing touch, affection. It'll help you to process this a lot. Because that's part of the compulsion. That's part of that drive. Yeah, I miss, yeah. Yeah. Just the proximity of somebody else, the skin <coughs> on skin. Yeah. When, I, when we would go to bed... Especially when she was sick, she would, she would tell me to turn over and then she would rub my back and um, to help me fall asleep. And because she couldn't do that much. So now I, I imagine her doing that when I go to sleep, you know. But it's the touch. It's the touch. Yeah. Your body is craving it. And in the beginning it was like, is it craving sex or what? It's actually, it's craving touch. Just touch. If you... If you can, through getting massages, finding out when your body craves touch and when your body craves sex, separate the two. That will help a lot. Because it's easier to pay somebody to be touched. It's a bit more tricky in our culture to pay somebody for sex. And it's even more tricky, again, when you live out in the woods to meet somebody who wants to have sex with you. Do you know? That's the reality yeah, of it. <laughs> That's the reality of it. Yes, I know. So we've got to separate the drive for sex and the drive for touch. Right? Get massages regularly, at least every two weeks. Get your body touched all over. That, that really needs to happen. There's a craving in your cells. And we can do something about that. But you've got to rewrite your mornings, reorganize your mornings. And hell or high water, it doesn't matter what's coming at you. It's like, no, nothing else. You sit down and you do this. This is what you. This is how you spend your first hour. Well, I knew that I should do that even before you said it, but yeah, I say I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my New Year's resolutions. Yeah, but thinking about it, no, I know, pushes it further away. <coughs> Don't think about it, uh -huh. because when we run that loop, I should, I should do that. Yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow morning. It's actually working against you. Don't think about it at all. Don't think about it at all. It's like, okay, I have the clock set for eight thirty in the morning. Let's see what happens. And if you're in the shower and the clock goes off or you're up for whatever, the clock goes off, it's like, okay, 
Don't think about it. Sit down. It's, it's meditation time. Don't think about it. Okay. If you think about it, it actually will eat into it and you won't do it. That's how you work. You can't think about it. Just don't. Like, just, just like, well, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. With the I shoulds and... It's like, no, it's like, that's just what I do. The decision is made. That is what I do at this time in the morning. That's what I do. Don't negotiate. Nothing. 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 And then it'll happen. It'll happen. Build it into your routine. They're the only two things you can take on right now. But do separate what goes on in your mind around the sexual compulsion. What's the craving for touch and what's the craving for actual sex? And, and part the two and resolve, resolve what each desire feels like. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I thought... At first it seemed that I wanted to be in an intimate relationship and then that the, there would be the sexual component to that. And then I realized, you know, if I looked online at these dating things or whatever, I don't want, you know, I'm not ready for a relationship like that. Yeah. And so I realized that it was really not that that I was wanting. Yeah. It was the physical. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the physical. Yeah. And learning how to be on your own it would be a fantastic phase of your life. That's to be enjoyed. And that's happening. That's beginning to happen. Yeah. 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 You know what might happen? It's very politically incorrect what I'm going to say. Mm. Like in a year, go to some place like Amsterdam, Thailand. I don't know. <laughs> Holland, yeah, Amsterdam. Uh, Bali, yeah. And just have sex every day, three times a day. And if it works once out of the three, great. Doesn't matter, you never see them again. <laughs> just to get it out of your system. But you'd have to be in much better space. Well, I'm thinking, um, we didn't travel much, and I'm thinking now, well, maybe I'd like to travel. Yeah. But I couldn't think of any place that I wanted to travel to. Oh, go for sex. <laughs> go for sex. <laughs> go for sex. Really, really and truly, go for sex. Go for sex. Yeah, but, but in a while. It could even be during the winter. You might be there, like September, October or something. Beat the cold weather, you know? And just go for a month, six weeks. Go for a period of time and have loads of sex. Okay. You'd be ready for, a bit more ready for it then, you know? You'd have done a bit of work. You'd be kind of stable in the process. It won't be so raw, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it's just good to um, open it up and talk to you. Yeah, just to open it up. This is how it is. This is how it is. But having loads of sex really will help you. It really does help men after a long relationship. It does. It does. You know? And, and I want to leave space for that. Mm. And we don't live in a culture where, you know... And that's why there is, that's why you can buy it. It's because we've no place in our culture for that mechanism of healing. So, heck, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah.
plan a funky holiday for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'll write to you and you can give me the itinerary. <laughs> hmm, I might put you in touch with somebody else who might know more. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's see how we go. Yeah. Uh huh. Hmm. I won't be here tomorrow, so I had to come up and say hello. Hi. Hi. Okay. Uh, there is one place where I don't know how to work with it, and it's um, it's it's recurrent, and it's uh, I go to sleep, go to bed, I'm really tired, but then all of a sudden something clicks on, and I'm my mind is very much alert, watching and waiting for something, but I don't know what. And I will not sleep. It's just there. It's just waiting. Waiting? Well, it's just alert. It's very alert. Ah. As if I'm going to miss something if I go to sleep. Or ah. And it comes and goes. It doesn't, you know, it'll go away oh. and I can let go. And other times I say, I'll never be able to die if I can't let go even in sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you'll die very successfully. Don't worry. <laughs> I had half an egg. Yeah, it uh, I don't want to delay it, though. What is happening? <laughs> Drop that desire, will you? <laughs> but I'd like to. It'll take you either way. Yeah, it will. But it's difficult. It's not sleeping, and um, well, I mean, I mean, eventually I do, and because I have, I'm retired. I don't have lots of responsibilities. I can sleep in, and yeah. sleep late. But it's not how I want to do this. Yes. But it's, it's what it is. It's not so much I don't want to do this. When I'm that tired, my body's tired. I want to let go and fall asleep, and something's not letting me. Okay, so do you have the thought that, oh, I'm going to go to sleep or I need to let go and then something gets anxious? Is that it? There's parts of that, yes. And sometimes it's very anxious, but other times if I have something I'm worried about, uh, or concerned, of course, but other times there isn't. There's it's nothing, your mind isn't nothing. busy. <clears throat> and I think, oh, I'm so tired, I don't, and all of a sudden, pop, it's just wide awake. Yeah. And I'm and, exhausted. And you're exhausted and there's nothing going on. No, there's not even thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's different than when there's thinking. It's there's different both. when the, yeah. But that the thinking I can deal with. Of course, you know, know it's what, your mind yeah, is busy. Yeah, sit and, up and meditate. Sure. Read. Yeah, exactly. But the other. Yeah. Do you know what it feels like? No. It feels like you're <laughs> suppose not until I say it. Um, it feels like your system stops producing melatonin. Okay. Mm. It's just like it just shuts off because you're. Oh, there's just an alertness. There is an alert. It just stops. The melatonin is supposed to be, you know, guide you into sleep. And it feels like there's just, it just stops. So I should just take melatonin? I would. Yeah. But, but don't, only take at the times that there's absolute clarity, you know? On, like, you know that clear. Don't take it all No, don't, not at all. Only when there's like, oh, it's clear. As in, there's, there's no thoughts, there's no worry. And it's like, there's just no sleep at all. My body's exhausted, but there's just no sleep. That's right. That's what happens. Yeah, that's melatonin. So I've gotten into the that's habit melatonin. of, you know, uh, I work with herbs a lot. Oh, yeah. And I make those, and I okay. have them all ready. Uh, and sometimes it helps. Sometimes it works. not 
but when mm. I get into a cycle of not, mm. after three days I will sleep. But okay. I can go three days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, melatonin yeah. is the next It does step. feel like, yeah, that you're just, you just stop producing something. It That's just, what it feels yeah. like. It's like you're drifting and then it just shuts down and you're just clear. You know, you just... This it is. That's you're just it clear is. and oh, it's like, oh, sleep isn't happening. Where'd it go? You know? Yeah. That's what it feels like, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's melatonin just stopping. Okay. Yeah. So when, how do you do that? You take it, oh, I would just take it right then. Yeah, it's, it's natural and it's fine. Take and it just then. Yeah, just yeah. then and then wait for that to happen. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and if it doesn't happen, I have no clue in the world what could be going on. <laughs> I don't either. Because it just feels like, yeah, yeah, something is just interrupting the yeah. cycle there. Yeah. Something's just a bit off. Okay, thank yeah. you. Okay. All right. Sure. Susie, then Chris, yeah. It's like a medical clinic here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> no, I don't imagine they don't <laughs> Where should I start? Um, okay, so last summer you told me, leave, go away, go back to Europe. It's better energy for you, right? And so I, and then you had suggested I go to Brazil, I study Portuguese, I go to Brazil, I go to Portugal, see Muji, but I didn't want to go to Brazil, I thought it was too dangerous. Um, so I decided to go to Italy, where I have a friend, and um, I went in December, and I stayed with my friend outside of Rome in the hills, and I could feel like this energy coming back into me, it was, it was like totally right on. Oh, and before I left, I had a dream. And um, Before you left Italy or before you left here? Before I left here. Oh. Um, I had a dream, and in the dream I was about to make some great artistic creative endeavor. And not many people were interested. There were like a handful of people, but I didn't care. I said, this is, this is something really creative I'm doing, and this is my opus. This is my, my great moment. And I was in the theater, and... There were a few people behind me, and the curtain was about to rise, and I turned around, and there you were. And you were smiling, you were so happy, and then I woke up. That was the end of the dream. Mm -hmm. But it was really, I just felt it was really auspicious for my trip. I was really looking forward to it. And um, I told you yesterday, I went to Bologna, I went to Rome, and then I, I, I had an appointment with this shaman. And he was amazing. He really... He really read me on some level. He said, um, your work now, you're not going to find a relationship. All your relationships fail, he said, because you, um, you need to come home to your heart. You need to find the relationship in here and not outside. And this is your work. And this is what you have to do. It's time for you to go home. So, you know, <laughs> he said some other things, but... So I, I spent a month in Rome with my friend, and then I went to Bologna for a couple of weeks where I, I met some other friend. And then I went to Florence, and I love Florence. It's, it's one of the places on earth that I've always wanted to live. So I said, well, here I am, I'll do it. And um, I lived in this area that was very artistic. It was like where the artisans live and the artists. And it was crazy. I mean, there's just all this crazy, artistic, wild energy everywhere. But I felt right at home, of course. <laughs> and um, something happened to me. I was really clear when I was in Florence. Something happened to me where 
I mean, one of the things I've always hated doing is traveling alone. I hate it. I just don't like it. I don't like being alone all the time. But I never felt alone. Mm-hmm. I always felt like there was a presence with me. And this, this, this energy just sort of came over me of like this state of complete well-being. I didn't worry about anything. I was free inside myself, totally happy. I would walk around the streets and I'd see all these people and I, I almost would hear their minds, the projections going all over the place. And I just sort of, okay, that's life, that's what people do, they just project and, and I do too, but there was something really amazing, it was, it was like this very great peace that came over me and it's still with me, I mean I still feel this sense of, of well-being and not worry, even though I feel like there's more for me to do. You know, I still feel like, like I'm just beginning something. Yes. Okay. So, so I guess I'm here to ask for more guidance because, you know, I keep saying go back to Europe, you know, um, but I can only be there three months, mm. and it's a pain. I have to be away for three months. That's why I came back. Otherwise, I'd still be there. So I thought of applying for a visa to stay for a year, but the effort is daunting. <laughs> really not good at this kind of thing. And I was going to apply to Italy, and they're very—it's like really impossible kind of bureaucracy there. So I'm just—and I—and I want to go to Portugal. I want to spend time with Muji. I really feel like it's time. But I wanted to ask you first, and give me some feedback if you would. Well done, oh brave woman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well done. Thank you. What does your heart need? I feel like um, I feel like I'm doing what I was born to do. I don't know what it is. I can't see it. I can't say, well, it's I'm going to paint a painting or I'm going to do this. It's, there's something about it's like I want to sing my soul song. That's what my heart wants to do, and that's about it. And I don't know what it looks like. You know, I can't. I can't say, well, I should do this or I should do that. I don't know. But I want to be free. I want to be free inside. And, and I tasted it. And I loved it. I love it. It's different here. My energy is different here. I don't like being here. Um, so I want to go back to Europe. I'd like to live in Tuscany if I can. I think it's beautiful. Yes, it is beautiful. It's beautiful. So... But I feel like, you know, since I've come back, you know, there's an oppression, there's some energy that's coming down on me. And um, so I'm not so clear as I was. I've only been back a month. Okay. So. Yeah. So the bureaucracy is enough to not make the application for a year-long visa? I'm terrible with these things. I'm just terrible. It's Get like, someone to help you. I'm trying, but I can't find anybody. I mean, I, I mean, there's really nobody. I have to have a lease, a year lease, before I can apply for the visa. Oh. But who's going to give me a lease if I don't have a visa? Okay. So okay. It's like a catch-22, and that's Italy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Over here is Italian. No, they have a crazy bureaucracy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's known insane. for being a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, so I'm stumped right there. Um, I started writing an email to the woman who um, I rented an apartment from in Florence because when I left, she said to me, if there's anything I can do for you, let uh-huh. me know. Uh-huh. So I thought, okay. 
But it's really awkward writing an email to somebody you don't really know, you just rented from and saying, uh, could you help me out here? I mean, give me uh -huh. a fake lease or something. Yeah. She would understand, I'm sure. But, um, yeah. I have, um, you know, I, I teach online and I teach people all over Europe and I have some students who are lawyers and I've asked them, but they can't help me because they're French or they're Spanish, you know. It's, I have nobody in Italy who can actually do this for me. So I, I'm, I'm stuck again. It's like I just, I just, Italian bureaucracy scares me. I, more than going to Italy by myself, I, I, you know. So what about Portugal? Yeah, Portugal, I thought about, um, they're also pretty complicated, but I think, I don't know, it might be easier. I don't know, everything's in Portuguese, so it's, and I don't speak Portuguese, so that makes it a bit Ah, I thought tricky. you spoke Portuguese, okay. And I speak Italian. Oh, you speak Italian, duh, that's okay. Why, well, that's why I decided to mm. apply for a visa in Italy. Yeah. But yeah, Portugal. I mean, I could go for I could go in 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 June. I could go for three months. You could. I can. You know. I mean, and try to phase it out there. And then come back. No, you have to apply here. You have to apply from here. Anywhere in Europe. Anywhere in the Schengen zone. Yeah, they're making it much more difficult than yeah. it used to be. Yeah. So. Isn't it nuts how we stop people traveling? Like. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's nuts, you know. It's nuts. Yeah, but and the world has gotten really crazy. Yeah, it has gotten a bit skew as all right. Every part of me says, get yourself back to Europe. Thank you for saying that. That helps. Yeah, it's yeah. like we got to get you back in. How can we? How can we make it work? Right, I feel that too. I have to go back. You've got to go back. I yeah, don't belong here anymore. Yeah, at least right now. Yeah, right um, now, exactly. The phase over there is that, that's just the part of the world that that your next phase of life is. But there's something about having my body comfortable. That allowed other things to happen. To come through. Yeah. Yeah, it's the place where you, you're most grounded. Yeah. Uh, everything settles. Yeah. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. It does, yeah. And, like, okay, in theory, it's like, well, you should be able to hold that anywhere. But you can't yet, actually. You just need to be there. You, you really need to be there. That's, that's the influence that's going to help you to, to ground it and yes. sustain it. Yes. So it's for the next phase. Yes, that's how I feel. It's the you next know? phase. And mm. I, feel like, I still feel I need to go see Muji. I okay. feel like he can really help me. I don't really That might work now. That mm -hmm. might work now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like the best option mm -hmm. last June. Was, it didn't feel like the best option. You know what happened? When I, right, three days before I left, there was a, um, a notice on his website, please don't come to Monty Sahaja. Muji's taking a three-month vacation. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> I couldn't go. I yeah, mean, there we go. Incredible. It was so... There we go. Yeah. It was just yeah. objective. Very good. And okay. it was fine. I had no problem. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It didn't sit with me either to go there. But it feels all right now. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. That's where I'm going to go next. Yeah. If I don't get a visa, I'll try to maybe spend the fall. Yeah. In, not the summer, because it's so crowded, so hot. Um, but wait until the autumn and try to live near him and maybe even take a, a leave of absence from my job and just do that. I don't know if I want to live in the ashram, but I like to be near. To be near. Yeah. So, but it would be nice if I could, didn't have to come back here. It would. Yeah. And my sense is, if you're over there, you're going to kind of find out about how the network works. Like, you know now about how the Italian system works, you know? Mm. Spanish language is very close to Italian. I mean... Portuguese. 
No, Spanish. Yes, Spanish, Spanish is, is very close to Spanish Italian. Also a yeah. Bit, yeah. So Spain isn't so far from Portugal. That's true. That's true. I have a lot of friends in Spain too. I actually Spain do. might work for you. Uh-huh. I'd inquire about Spain. Mm-hmm. Contact some friends that are there now. Okay. You know, and say what's the story? What? Mm-hmm. What? And find out what's what, what does, what's involved in getting involved in getting into a Spain. Visa. Yeah, yeah, getting a visa in Spain. See if that's tight. Mm, good idea. Start looking at Spain. Okay. Okay. We need to get you over there. Yeah, I know. I need to go back. Yeah. I mean, the least I could do is go for three months, and then I could go stay in the UK for three months. Okay. But it's not the same. Yeah. Um, I think Southern Europe is really yeah. the right place right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I'll check out Spain. Yeah. And Portugal. Yes, exactly. I'm just thinking of the language thing. That's why I'm thinking of Spain and Italian, oh. Spanish and Italian, you know? Well, also Portuguese. I mean, I yeah. can read Portuguese. Okay. I just yeah. can't understand what they're saying. It's really. Yeah, it has another twist. Yes, yeah, it does have. It's another. Yeah. It's a weird language. Yeah. Yeah. But I could learn it. I'm not worried you could, about of course. that. You could, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right, have a look at those two countries, Portugal and Spain. Yeah, have a look. Easier, less daunting than Italy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Italy, I think I have an ancient vast yeah. there. You can always so. go on vacation over there or whatever. We, we just need to get you in Europe. Yeah. Where yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not like living out your suitcase for three months and TikTok, TikTok, heading back again. You know? Exactly. It's like, actually, you need to just stay there, ground, and mm-hmm. live, a, live the next phase there. Yeah. And, and actually, everything else will take care of itself. It was an extraordinary trip. Mm. It was totally amazing. I was, I was just felt so lucky to be able to do that. Yes. Have that experience. It's amazing. Yes. I will. I know I'm planning. That's what my heart wants to That's, do. That's, yes. Let's go back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's where your song will be heard. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that's what I have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you already have your heart sung, actually, but it just can't be heard here. Something like that. You know, and, and there it will be heard. You know, it's just, it's ready, like, it's ready. It has to be there and it'll sing. Yeah. Thank you. Sure, you're welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah. Clinic turned travel agent. Let's see where we go next. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Um, let's see where I should start. Um, well, I had a, one uh, kind of a heck of a um, turbulent year, and um, it kind of all worked out. Uh, a lot of big changes, and then uh, about three months ago. Uh, I don't know for what reason, but um, things got very quiet in my mind, very strangely, so it, it didn't make any sense. It was, I even went to a doctor and I realized I was, I was hearing my heart beat, right? I thought something was wrong, but I was just hearing it all of a sudden. <coughs> and I'd never been... Um, much of a meditator. You bring this closer. Never been much of a, a meditator at all, kind of experiences and things. And uh, but this, uh, I don't think it's complete. 
but this silence has stayed um, and it's quite quite lovely I think I used to be addicted to thinking uh, so it's a big relief um, that was about three months ago and then uh, more recently my um, awareness has seemed to settle more into or explore um, formlessness and that uh, non-local kind of place. Uh huh. And that's cool too. I thought the first thing was a big deal, and then oh my goodness! So I'm, I've heard a lot of your stuff, and, and I, I think there was some things where it was like, well, don't get used to something, uh, or, uh, or it could be comfortable, and you could just settle there. But there's going to be more and more and more and more. So I'm, I'm getting into that feeling. Um, <coughs> anyway, this new kind of. Uh, uh, formless place is great, and I'm sensing that kind of uh, feels like a, a non-doer kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> and now I've uh, lately, I don't know, uh, a week or two, been getting these um, strong uh, bodily, um, what would I call it, spontaneous movements. Like my head snapping, like, you know, like if someone was trying to break your head, kind of like that. No pain. Okay. And then arms moving, flapping, and all this stuff. Yes. And uh, it's all kind of fine, but uh, I guess I'm just sort of in uncharted territory. You know, uh huh. And don't really know what to do with them. Lucky, huh? <laughs> it's coming unbidden. It's mm. wonderful. So your nervous system has to adjust to this shift. So it's usually throwing off stuff. Those involuntary shakes, it's like it's just throwing off something. Your cells are just sorting themselves out. Throwing off old memories, old trauma, cellular memory, all that stuff. You know, we carry emotions in ourselves. Like we, we, we're, we're amazing, complex beings, really. Mm-hmm. But when, when we're making... If that stuff wasn't happening, then I would be moving towards... I wonder, is this a glimpse... You know, you just have a nice phase of quiet time, enjoy it while you can, and there's work to be done. But if your body is actually catching up, then you're being able, you're, you'll be able to integrate it. That's why the physical is so important, like the woofing lady, you know? It's like, it's really important to, it has to come through to your cells, all of you, not just your intellect, all of you. It has, has, has to be a manifestation of consciousness with no hijacking by the mind, by the body, by any of it. And the mind will use the body. Mm. So when the mind has completely given up the, the body that holds the m- memories and mind components, shakes off too, shakes off stuff. Okay. So it's like a discharge. Okay. Like uh, blockages or just energy moving? Uh, either. <laughs> It's, it's a discharge of old blockages. Okay. okay. But, but that frees it up for energy to move. 
see. You see? Because energy okay. is just trying to move so that okay. you're a fluid, clear expression. You see? Okay. I'm getting the heat in my lower back and that kind of thing too. Yeah. What's the heat in your lower back? Do you associate that with something? Um, about 20 years, I, 20 years ago I had a... Um, I guess it felt like one of those kundalini things you read about. Yeah. Because uh, psychedelics were involved. Yeah. Regardless, my life really changed after Yeah. Psychedelics can be fantastic for yeah, spiritual yeah. opening. It was... Uh, fantastic. My face changed, even like anxiety kind of went away. And stuff, yes. Right? So it reminds me of that. Uh, uh, but things seem gradually like there's a bit of a mercy. Nothing's going too fast. I'm getting yes. into something and then a new thing. Yes. I've... Uh, one shocking thing has been, uh, in general, the desire has been going down a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Sexual desire, I can't, it's strange, kind of shocking. It's good, it's, it's like a relief. Yeah, a huge relief. Oh. But yeah. I, I wouldn't have ever imagined it. But yes. All right, so be it, right? Yes. So it's, um, part of me, I guess I wondered, is there a, a difference between discerning a stabilization or mistakenly arresting somewhere along the way. Like, like, is there a kind of a way to? I mean, I don't want to think about it. Really, things are just happening. Yes. But, uh, should I just sort of allow things? Like, do a natural course to what's going? Yes, on? the natural course is beautifully on track. Beautifully. Um, Keep alert to it so that you're learning as you go, so that you can get as much wisdom as you can along the way. That would be wise. Okay. Do you mean in terms of seeing if my mind tries to glob onto something or...? more more to try yes of course because if your mind tries to of course that, that's the work anyway isn't it it's like whoa there's a fine story I'm building myself okay let's drop it alright so there's, there's that work which is part of every spiritual practice the core of every spiritual practice when we start off anyway and it's something that always is there until it's really 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 finished and um, <clears throat> The, because it's, it's progressing on its own, the only thing that you can do is try and gain as much, garnish as much wisdom as you can from this. Because if there isn't wisdom, then that will be where something is premature. Where, and where it'll turn into a glimpse and be like, oh, I couldn't sustain it. It's like, yeah, something wasn't mature enough. Wisdom is what's going to mature you. Spiritually. So in wisdom, it's like, ah, okay, that's the formless. Okay, come on, spirit. Like, show this mind, or me as spirit, you know, or me as God, whatever it is. Show this mind what it needs to know about formless, about that no reference point. Show me me what I need to know. Just try and have as much understanding come through your mind as you can. Your mind will need to play catch-up a little bit. And so invite the wisdom. Invite kind of you as pure consciousness to teach the mind. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 
Right. Yeah. Is that like a movement and then a bit of catching up? Yes. ブレイクアップ。ブレイクアップ。ブレイクアップ。ブレイクアップ。ブレイクアップ。ブレイクアップ。ブレイクアップ。ブレイクアップ。ブレイクアップ。ブレイクアップ。ブレイクアップ。
It'll do that. It'll save something for later. So we'll beat it at its game, huh? Yeah, yeah, okay. That's terrific. Yeah, thank you. Sure, you're welcome, Beth. You're welcome. Sure, yes. Sure. Anybody else who needs to speak today? No, please come. You come. Anybody else? I can feel people getting tired. Yes, maybe. Ah, good. All right. So um, I have a, a situation in my life right now that I'm not sure is like it's about to unfold, and I don't know if it's keeping this scaffolding that I've like we talked yesterday mm-hmm. about. I'm trying to make space in my life to yeah allow the final bit of that to really release. Yeah, and I don't know if this is <laughs> keeping it alive or whether it's kind of providing a safe container for it to fall away. So it involves a guy. <clears throat> sure. Um, and, I mean, to preface it, like, my scaffolding basically is really extreme trauma for the first, most of my life. Most of my 20s were spent um, doing the practical work around the self-harm and more classical therapy and then I had a really big opening in my late 20s that allowed a different perspective to be seen and much higher insights about all of this stuff and none of it even happened even you know and then I was kind of I feel pushed into energy work before I really completed my own process because I have a lot of sensitivities from being in a body and being able to sense things that most people can which made me a really good energy healer exactly and then, like we talked about about six months ago or whatever, I was just having this insight that I wasn't help. My clients were coming to me and wanting something that I couldn't give them yet because I had to go off and do some of my own work here. And so, as I created this space, so one of the few things that I have left, I feel of of like where I get really screwed up is like I still can't sleep, for example. Like mm-hmm. I still basically like once it gets past a certain part at night, I'm like terrified and I can't sleep so then very synchronistically basically a few months ago very high level of synchronicity I met this guy and he's a really normal guy and like yeah he's so grounded has an amazing family he he's a literary agency so he's he's just so into stories and mind and it's beautiful the stuff he's into but like or he doesn't know what the heck I mean like he doesn't even know what I'm talking about and um and I notice that when I'm around him, it's like all of my fears, like this thing that comes up for me, like it doesn't happen around him because it's like flat lines. Like it's, it's so comforting to be around him. And I don't know whether he's keeping this Ashley that actually needs to be seen through completely alive or whether it's helpful. Like my other life is I live at this crazy Sikh Kundalini ashram. And, but it's so hard for me to sleep there because the vibes are so high and... And I'm terrified to sleep alone still, just a fact. And I don't know, there's a part of me that's like, I should stick it out there and stay there and meditate through it. And I, sometimes I do. And the fear eventually bottoms out. And then there's another part of me that's like, I could just go over to Sam's and let him hold me and whatever. So 
that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out whether like Sam is like a healing part of my life or not. And the thing is, is he's actually just now that I've canceled my clients and interestingly last night, like three of them emailed me and were like, can we have a session with you, Ashley? Like after I did that. Test, test, test. Um, (laughs) And basically like he's invited me on this trip to Europe for all of April all of a sudden. And there's like a, and there's a part of me, anyways, I'm just trying to like, because Adyashani talks about, he talked about how once he was with his teacher and his teacher said, you better be careful because at this point you could throw away what you realize. You might meet someone, you go traveling because like their ego fit perfectly together and like it could put him back to sleep. But I just, that's all, those are like all my concerns with Sam and I don't know, <laughs> I think that like resonates with me. Do you have the answer inside? Well, the, I want to go, right? Like, I want to go and I feel greater on Sam, but I don't know if that's totally coming from, like, sleep. Like, I need safety because I'm on, like, he makes me. Like, I don't, I, I have an inability to discern at, like, what level. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Go with him. Okay. And, like, it just, it's so tricky for me because I go back to the ashram and they're like, is Sam on a spiritual path? Like, and part of me is like, he's living, like, he's living it. But then I get so sucked into the fact that, like, yeah. he doesn't know it, like... You know, the spiritual path doesn't have to be hard. Right. And he will show you that. Right. He'll show you that. And it'll be beautiful for your system to actually feel grounded, to introduce that vibe into your system so that it can ground and sure there'll be a dependency on him to ground you you'll ground through him that's what you're doing you're grounding through him but at least you'll be able to find the ground some which way yeah no, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. so it's like okay that's what i gotta do for now you know and and you you it will help you to to come down to to feel safe in your own body yeah he's such a gift to help you to do that He's more potent than the ashram to do that's, that. That's what I feel. It's just so hard for me to trust myself. That's yeah, what yeah. the big thing is. Yeah, but I notice that when I'm in his place, like my meditations, everything is so much deeper because there's yeah. this super safe masculine energy around me that, I, that allows everything it feels like to come all the way yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. It's been hard enough for you. Yeah. Let, let's take this beautiful cushion, huh? Okay. Take it. It's, it's part of your spiritual path. You wouldn't be able to give up your spiritual path anyway. You're, you're, right. you, you wouldn't be able. It's too part, too part of your being, you know? So this story that I played that, like, he's totally in dreamland, and if I hang out with him, my aura is going to... Like, that's all bullshit? You'll just learn how to be grounded. Okay. And how to be in your body and how to feel safe on this planet. Okay. So that you can throw off your own scaffolding. Okay. He's just a gift right now, you know? I don't know where it'll go, but he's a gift right now. Yeah. Take it. Take it. You know, some, some of us are, you know, well, we're all attracted to different people for different reasons, but... You don't have to have somebody on the spiritual path who's your partner. You don't have to. You don't have to, as long as your supports are someplace else. 
great if your partner can support you spiritually, but if they're not into it, then your support can be outside of your relationship. That works too. That works too. Because a relationship can't give you everything. No relationship can give you everything. So the more independent we are and autonomous so that we know what we get from the relationship but that actually we're able to take care of ourselves, then we don't bring neediness into the relationship and, and we're more autonomous. We're, we're clearer. We're better able to love. And we kind of know what the energetic trade-off is because there's always a trade-off in every relationship. There's always a trade-off. You know, we give, we receive. That's the play. Time to receive, my dear. Yay. Yeah. Great thing. Yeah. Desire less. Desire less. That's what I am. You are now. <laughs> Desire That's less. Okay. Now, my question is about fear. You smashed me for my identification. That's my problem. I can live with it. Because my inside I am not worried about anything. Okay? But there are certain concepts which are in my head, which I learned from teachers like you, others, Moji, you know, Lucy Francis, all those people. There's one thing which I haven't heard. When I am loses itself into that, is there element of fear? Is there elemental fear? Element of fear. An element of fear. fear. In the transition, yes. Fear must be transcended between the I am and the Brahman, Parabrahman. Parabrahman, yes. Yes, existential fear comes up. It does? Yes, it does, and it must be transcended. It must be seen through to be nothing. It's nothing. Conceptually, I understand. But uh, to have that experience, it is still my feeling... What that represents, it has to let me in the I am. And when it does, he showers his grace, he says, no fear, come, come, you're coming home. That is your home, so why fear? So I, I was thinking, is that kind of grace available at that time? Grace is available all the time if you're willing to orient yourself in that direction. So fear is, is there at, at it is, that... It is, huh? Yeah, okay. sure. Okay, uh, this, this concept was not clear to me. Yeah, but great... You see, grace is... No, fear is a very potent... Mm, mm, component of consciousness... As consciousness is moving from, okay, absolute, pure consciousness, and, you know, rolling into the sense of, of, of existence, and then something exists, and then, oh, presence, I am, awareness, right? And it rolls out then into, you know, subject-object perception and me, myself, I. Somewhere along there, the thing that keeps it 
bouncing back into identification to keep the movie going is fear. Because most people, when they come up against fear, fear wins. Very few push through it and say, fear, I see you. I see you. You're about nothing. Do all you can. Pump cortisol, pump, pump adrenaline, pump, pump it all. Uh, yeah, fine. You're about nothing. Most people just... <gasps> and they go back into the story again the and move away from fear. Too. You know, I went through this. All right. I experienced the fear. Yeah. Now, the other thing... But stay with the fear to the point of where it breaks. If it comes in that way... Maybe I have a chance to face it. Can you, can you in meditation, invite it up? I, I don't do too much meditation. Yes, no. but can you set up a meditation and invite fear in? Okay. Invite fear okay. to show itself. That's the suggestion. I, I can follow that. Or even going to bed at night. It's like, okay, fear, I'm inviting you. I want to see what you're made of. Bravo. Thank you. Uh, the other thing, in that... Subject Anand lives. We are as a consciousness Satchit Anand, Satchidananda. That Satchidananda prevails in that, the absolute. In the absolute. So they say. I would prefer to see the refinement going prior to the concept of absolute to where the experience of bliss, uh, of Satchitananda, where the experience of it is seen to be nothing also. So it has no meaning there either. It has no meaning. Bravo. No meaning. Bravo. It's, a good, it's so a, an effective carrot, but really? It's not. No. No. Bravo. The other thing, somebody, before I got initiated into these kind of things, Somebody asked me, did you choose your parents? This is not a small question, okay? Did you choose your parents? And I said, no. Did anybody here choose his parents? This lady. Wow, wow. You know, it's a, it's a rare sight, people, because... Today, in the morning, you alluded to this, that consciousness is having human experience. If consciousness has decided to have a human experience, that means consciousness has made a choice. So you choose your parents. Bravo. But when I was asked that question, I said, no, I didn't. So then suddenly I realized that all my conditioning is where I was born. My parents, their social status, the country they were in, what kind of spiritual system they were following, I was just exposed to. My whole mind was conditioned by that. And with that baggage, I'm living through and getting rid of it slowly. Yes, this is, this is the work. Thanks to you. Well, I'm Thanks. just a mirror reflecting you back to you. Thank you very much. That's all it is. We have a few people who are still alert. It's an intense day, you know. We, we cover a lot of different ground. Are you doing okay? Okay. Anybody else? Need to do anything? All right. It's, 
we finished five minutes early. Well yeah. done. <laughs> Good day's work, folks. Well done.